What's that? You hear, you hear a little girl, Frankie? You hear a little girl, Ace? Is that a little fucking girl? What happened to the fucking tough guy? I told my friend, stick it up his fucking ass! Take it easy. While I was trying to figure out why the guy was saying what he was saying, Nicky just hit him. No matter how big a guy might be, Nicky would take him on. You beat Nicky with fists, he comes back with a bat. You beat him with a knife, he comes back with a gun. And if you beat him with a gun, you better kill him. Because he'll keep coming back and back until one of you is dead.
down to it, Bopper. Let's get down to it, Boppers. It's the Ron and Fez Show, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. We'll open up the phone to Ichiban's. Fez, that was a little new music today because we're doing new music at 1 o'clock. Who was playing? I don't know who that was. Radio! Mainstream. Uh, Hicks, backsell this. That was a little bit of the Black Lips song, Short Fuse, off their uh, the last album. Uh, fant- it's, a, it's one of my favorite bands that have come out in the last few years. And you're telling me this one's going to the top of the charts. Oh, I love it, Ronnie B. It's fucking got that sound. What sound? That great garage rock sound. The, the radio's blown for <laughs> It is. <laughs> it is. It's an alternative underground sound. Thank you. Um, we're popping back in here. Fez Watley back on his wheels and feeling good about himself. Hicks... Breakfast today, or what happened? Whoa! Loving it, Fez Watley. And since Fez has been back from his two weeks off uh, every day, you've been without breakfast? The song says it all. This is that underground sound that seems to be blowing up so big. I admire it, Fez, and I've noticed it myself. It seems like hands are on the ball, shoulders are squared, head down, boom. Push in for a quick six. Uh, what do you got today for... Ichiban's Big Cat. The Quaker Oats brand cereals, they're doing away with Captain Crunch. I had no idea they still made Captain Crunch. But I'm sure they're not doing away with it. We go through this kind of stuff all the time, and then it just moves over to their specialty section, and then they sell it offline. Well, he's being, uh, he's being basically phased out by uh, Quaker Oats and Pepsi, who owns Quaker Oats. I'm sure it's not a big, massive selling cereal anymore, but there's nothing you can't get and buy if you have the Internet. We had that site that had the 50s and 60s candies, which you think, when you get a box of it, this is great. I don't know why it isn't. It's great for the first couple seconds. And after that, you really don't feel like licking dots off paper and not tripping. So I would fear not, Mr. Watley. I would fear not. I would say to myself, I'm not going to let their marketing schemes fuck with my head. It used to be the number one cereal in the country. Now it's not even included on their website anymore. I find that hard to believe that Captain Crunch was ever number one. That's a shocker to me. Was it a short porch that they had? Like, they, when they introduced it, it went up big. I mean, it might have been number one for a weekend, like some of those summer movies. But I can't believe that it held on. It must have been about that time where they started all the Captain Crunch spinoffs. When did this happen? What year did they say it was number one? Um, I didn't. It just said the report I saw just said it was a once a number one selling cereal. I'm doubtful of that too. I really can't. I can't believe that it knocked down like Cheerios and cornflakes and Fruit Loops. It's just hard for me to believe that the crunch was that big. But don't worry, Fez. It will not go away. Uh, here's Bill in Jersey. You're on the Run of Fez show. Big S twenty nine eight seventy five, my buddy. Oh, it's my buddy. So that means one thing. Hoo-ha! Sounds like we're ready for some fellas news. What do you got? Well, strike up the band. We got Charlie Manuel locked up for two years. 
Philadelphia's own Charlie Manuel, the guy no one thought they would like, but now love. Charlie, I'm only asking one thing for you, and that's win every single game this year, then every fucking playoff game and sweep the series. If that happens, I can finally relax. It's asking a lot. I mean, every game's... Thanks, I need a complete reboot on the on uh, Lappy 5000. A uh, complete reboot. Uh, Dan, you're on a Fez. Hey, buddy. Hey, Fezzy, does that include the Captain Crunch berries and all that, or just like the plain Captain Crunch? Because the plain Captain Crunch sucks, but if you throw in the Crunch berries and shit, then now you're talking. I'm so getting I'm getting email after email that Captain Crunch is not retiring, and literally there are articles called Captain Crunch not retiring, I stand corrected. Oh, no. So you don't have to worry about Captain Crunch. Crunch was uh, number one, in the, or top ten in 1965. Top ten, but never a number one? I never saw a number one, but like yeah, like in the top ten of all cereals. So we're getting a, a kind of a crazy thing here, but people... I guess, did you get it from Technorati? Is that where you got it from? I got it from MSNBC. Well, they have it up as I stand corrected. But again, nothing ever fully <coughs> retires in this country. It, um, it just moves on to the Internet. And they will literally make these things now one at a time. I mean, we're in a world now that they will make one T-shirt for you. If you come up with yeah. a funny slogan, they'll make one T-shirt, one coffee cup. You know, you could get Sam and Dave written on anything you want, and they'll just do it one at a time. So if they're going to do that, they might as well start making specialty cereals for us. Um, Dan, Albany, you're on Ronnie Fez. Yeah, Ronnie. I got a uh, picture becomes fact each year, Bowen. Mm. Snoop. Marlowe's muscle from the wire gets busted in B-more for heroin trafficking. Now, wasn't that like the backstory before the show even started? I guess she has a second-degree murder conviction from what I was reading. Yeah, she's yeah, time there for was murder. always the thing on her that like she was the real deal, and that's why it was such a great fucking show. Yeah, Ronnie, yeah. can somebody bring me back my money, please? It is about that time. And I don't want to rip... Oh, okay. You know what? Somebody bring me back the money, please. What is that about? She's getting... She's got... She's not getting off this one, Ronnie B. You don't think? I don't know. Heroin trafficking can't be fucking good. Well, then I'm going to keep her in our prayers. Let's do that. Okay. Um, Fez is just reporting that the Chicago Bears uh, have broken up and they're no longer a football team. And I can't believe that they were once the number one team. That defense, baby, come on. Hey, this just handed me, uh, for Mr. Fez Watley, we've canceled 4th of July. And not just Independence Day. This is America. We're going from the 3rd to the 5th. It's now, and just to point out the America thing... We're North America. I wish there was a way that North America and South America could just join hands, get rid of the directions, and just become the biggest 
continent in the world. That'd be sick. We'd fucking if we dominate. Ta- but for whatever reason, and I guess it has to do with some people don't like the Espanols. Oh, come on. You do, right, Hicks? Oh, I love them. They're the, the finest of people. You got neighbors in every direction that are Dominicans. Oh, yeah. I used to work with a lot of Dominicans. Who's Can't your, get enough. Who's your favorite Latina hmm. right now? Oh, uh, this... Jennifer Lopez is probably still up there. Still J-Lo. That gigantic ass is fantastic. You know, uh, and when you saw when she walked by uh, the LNA show, and I've talked about this before, it remind, her ass was like the first time you saw the fin on Jaws, where everybody in the boat just freaked out and started to try to go, I wish there was something that we could set up so we could get some idea of length. But uh, she is... Uh, a beauty. But I like the Latin girls as well. I find them to be extremely uh, attractive. Danny in Cleveland, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, guys, bad news. Apparently in Cleveland we're going to be canceling St. Pat's because it's not a number one holiday. Uh, there is some good news, however. National Pollock Day will be going ahead on April 32nd. Wow, that's... Uh, I don't like that word. That word comes across to me as a hate crime. The P word, I like to call it. I don't use that P word anymore. When I'm talking to anyone of that descent, I just say slow and leave it at that because I think, or special needs. Uh, Jude, you're on the Run of Fez show. Yeah, I got a big one for you, Ronnie. Apparently, uh, Apple is getting rid of the iPod. What the fuck? What? Is the, what's the fucking <laughs> good, 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 They sell it. Back up. Oh, finally. Well, I shouldn't touch anything then. Let me tell you something. Uh, you're my Steve, Steve Wozniak right now. You're my Steve Wozniak. Oh, this fucking Lappy 5000. I'll tell you, if I could go back, I'd live in the past where I never had such worries. Give us another piece of the Ichiban Fezzi, another bit of the news. Well, Peter's going after Mike Tyson now. That's pronounced Peta. Because of his pigeon racing reality show. Mm. Now, if PETA was against creatures getting hurt, they would have protested Mike Tyson when he was destroying people in the ring. Well, I think they're just uh, of creatures that can't speak for themselves. They understand that a human being has free will, but their idea of this is um, the animals don't get a choice. Now, I'd like to do something right now. I like to stop that pigeon. Grab him, nab him, stab him. I don't know if they said stab him in the song. But stop that pigeon now. Um, Mike Tyson trains these pigeons to race. Now, I think it would be better if that instead of training them, you had like a little mouse or something up on the top of a pigeon and just flying like in an avatar way. Yeah, I tried to look up on how why pigeon racing is cruel to pigeons. I couldn't figure out what the reason was. I had no idea. I look. I mean, like you said, there's no jockey sitting on them. They're not getting whipped like horses. It's just flying. It's what they do anyway. Uh, here's uh, Brett. You're running Fez. Ronnie, I have a cancellation Ichiban. Oh no, I hope. What? Oh, they've canceled the McRib. Oh God. That was your favorite, wasn't it, Hicks? I couldn't get enough of them. Try to eat at least two a day. There's a McDonald's right down the road. Didn't you even say your condoms were McRibbed? 
Because you love them so much. Oh, yeah. Can't get enough of the rib, rib condoms. With sauce. You got to be careful pleasure. that your girl doesn't end up with pork, honey. Well, it's, you know, close to human, right? Fez Watley back on it today. So far, taking on PETA. Those PETA people are crazy. Douchebags. Why don't they just mind their own business? It's up to them. If they don't want to eat shrimp, that's their business. We're going to eat all we want. I like it in a shrimp cocktail. Do you know, no matter how many uh, shrimp cocktails you have, you don't get drunk? That's the fucking furious thing about that. I've learned that way too many times. You say like this, we doubling down on shrimp cocktails. I go, you're wasting your time, Bubaloo. You mean there's no vodka in this? Fez Watley, on top of things today, I love the fact that you're not the Eggman anymore. You're feeling stronger. You're grabbing the s stick. What do you got for Nichiban? Um, I've got that Julianne Moore is going to star as Sarah Palin in an HBO film about uh, the McCain campaign during the 2008 presidential election. See, I think after the Saturday Night Live treatment and you, this thing has been so Tina Fey'd, it's going to be hard to take a Sarah Palin movie seriously. <clears throat> well. Even if it is the fantastic Julianne Moore uh, playing her. So you're predicting flop? I am predicting a big miss on this one. Mm. S uh, psychic criticism. Fez Watley gives a thumbs up or thumbs down before the film's even been made. Flop time. Uh, Andy in Boston, you're on the Run of Fez show. What's up, peoples? Hey, I got an itchy bun for you. Yeah. We've got uh, Merriweather from the Patriots accused of shooting two people, and that just goes to prove what I always say. You can take the N-word out of the hood, but you can't get the hood out of the N-word. I'm out. You know what? White people are so scared of black people. I consider that racism, my friend. Even when you did use an initial instead of the whole word, I know where you're going. It's still racism to me. Uh, you know who's my favorite Latina right now, Hicks? Who's that? Michelle Rodriguez. Oh, very sexy, very beautiful. And I never will forgive loss. No, come for on. For killing her off so quickly just for getting a DUI. Yeah, really. It's Hawaii. You're going to party? Um, you have to drink a little bit. Even in the, in the show, she was drinking with Jack on the beach. Uh, Chris, Seattle. You're on Fez. Ron Fez, love you guys. Fez, sorry for your loss, man. Pepper, love you, man. What hey, I was just wondering why anybody cares about Sarah Palin anymore. It's like, she's totally irrelevant now. It's like Hollywood's just obsessed with her. And, like, Republicans, nobody on the conservative side even cares about her. I mean, nobody's going to vote for her. It doesn't make any sense. Um... You know, it's a made-for-TV movie. It's not like it's a major deal. They make movies out of everybody. Um, I don't even know how we're going to pick a pass-fail on this. It's not like it's just going to come out as a TV movie. What channel's doing it, Fuzz? This is HBO. HBO. It's not television. It's HBO. Fez Watley dropping Ichi bombs like they dimes. Uh, Survivor has, is coming back for two more seasons, including host Jeff Propes. So uh, I think that gives us an idea of who's now off the list to replace Regis on Regis and Kelly Live. 
because Jeff Probst was one of those regular fill-ins, and I'm sure he'd rather be sitting in the New York studio than on some sort of Survivor Island somewhere. Um, I can't tell you the last time I've seen Survivor. I, th- I don't know. I didn't know it was. Still- I watched the soup, and they they'll shit on it there. I think it was like Australia, maybe. What? I don't know if I watched it since Australia. <laughs> I don't know who any of those people were. But that's the, the, I think it was Australia that the little girl from the, went on to be on The View. She survived so long that they put her on The View. And that's why even to this day when the, when the View girls come out, they'll be carrying torches and have a campfire there. And you're always like, why do they do that? Survivor! There's Watley back and in shape when he's not running the ball. He's blocking or going downfield. For an open pass, what do you got for the H-E-Bond, Mr. Fez Watley? Uh, Nat Geo is doing a show this fall called How Hard Can It Be? And one of the ep- uh, well, that's where they take fictional things from movies or television and bring them into reality. On their first episode, they're making a house fly with 300 helium balloons, like in the animated movie Up. Fez Watley dropping TV bombs all morning. It's starting to be TV Corner with you, Fez, which I love. And when we do this, I'd like to call it Cable Corner. Okay. And let's Charlie Sheen that fucker up with a K. A backwards K. Let's fucking. Oh, did he go K. backwards K or? I think he had a normal forwards K. Yeah, you can't. Ago. You can't put it on Twitter. A backwards K. You don't have that. I'll figure something out. Good. You figure it out, and then you get. A hold of me. I hope uh, this Nat Geo show does, uh, they bring some of the stuff from Willy Wonka to life. That lickable wallpaper would be fantastic. Flavored wallpaper. Here's, uh, Brian, NPA. You're on Cable Corner. What's going on? I got a hot Latina, the hottest one around on yeah. TV. Sofia Vergara from, uh, Modern Family. No fucking arguments out of me. Oh. That, that, she is a modern day Charo. A modern day Charo. Jeff, you're on the fez. Hey, buddies, uh, we're down the street. There's a pizza party down the hallway. I hope the O&A crew are going to say something for you, considering Pep didn't get any breakfast this morning. Yeah, uh, Pepper, you can definitely go down and get yourself a slice if you like to. Oh. And I'm trying to recognize the guy. What am I doing? I got Cable Corner in here. Who is the judge that they have, Fez? I don't know who that is. I didn't recognize him. He is from, um, well, now they're listening down there, and that would have been the perfect time to set it up. But I was introduced to him. He's from one of those red carpet shows or whatever they are. They're walking red carpets. They're doing things. They're making things happen. Yeah, Project Runway, Kevin Cristiano. What episode? Do you remember? Uh, I looked it up. Actually, he was a contestant on season four of Project Runway. I don't know why everyone kept saying judge. I don't know that. either. Oh, season four was their best year. Blew it up. By far. Come on. Huge. Um, Fez. You're pulling it out. What else you got for us today in the... Well, the Government Accounting Office is uh, once again recommending that we go to dollar coins and get rid of the paper dollar bills. Here's Tom from Virginia already with a phone call on that. Go ahead, Tom. Yeah, the, uh, the value of the dollar has gone down so much that the Treasury Department has decided to cancel the dollar. They, it is somewhat worthless. It just, what if we just do this? The, the 10 becomes the lowest denomination that you could have. 
So basically, the ten would be the same as having a dollar. Jumping completely over the five. Fuck the five. Get rid of the five. The five is the paper version of the nickel. Oh. When's the last time you use a nickel for anything? Oh, jack shit. I pay for my newspapers in dollars. That's true. I think the Sunday paper is what four and a half bucks or something now. It's ridiculous. It's everything is ridiculous because we still are carrying around too much money to try to work now. Here's what I was understanding. The not only is the dollar bill heading out, the credit card is going to be gone as well. And you will only be paying for this and you know the answer, right, Fez? Uh debit card? No. No cards. Cards are gone. Think of the future. Hicks, you got it? Uh your cell phone? Your cell phone. Your cell phone will do everything as well as be a key to your home. Yeah, it's everything. Just those put tiny microchips in there that with radio frequency garbage. Everything you need is right there in your cell phone. Now, the only downside is lose your f- cell phone and you die. Your phone runs out of battery, you die. There's nothing you can do about it. I'm going to figure out some kind of tether that will just be implanted into your skin so you can always have it on you. Bill, you're in fez. Ronnie, I'm worried if we switch to just coin money for our ones, if you have what would be a pocket full of ones, like at a strip bar, you're going to have your pants hanging down so low, you're going to look like a bunch of fucking retards. Are we sure about this? (laughs) It's why they don't want you to have coins or paper. We're doing away with money. It's a fucking waste. You don't need it anymore. When's the last time you got a paycheck from anyone huh? your money just shows up at another place i'm even gonna pay stub it just gets dropped into an account with it's and weird. even like if you wanted one now if you're like hey i would like to have i'd like to come by um because i remember like and i'm gonna say the old days but it wasn't that long ago it was like 10 years ago you would get your money and then you take it up and give it to your chick like here you go and you'd be like feeling like a man now you don't even fucking know it now it just happens and you're not part of it um joe you're running fez hey buddy hey okay if we're gonna get coins then i'm gonna put this coin in her ass or i gotta is she gonna have like some kind of receipt in her purse or what what am i gonna do yeah you just take that and run your phone across her vagina and there will be like something on her clit that just kind of fucking bangs it off and everything is great um i'll go for her then Fez Watley doing Cable Corner today, and you're bringing in a lot of that cable news. Here's another one with G-Tron. You're on Run Fez. Hey, buddies. Cable yeah. Corner Ichiban. Season 3 of Eastbound and Down has been confirmed by K-Fucking-P on Twitter. Wow, I thought that it was always known that they were doing a Season 3. i got to tell you this. I'm very proud of him for sticking with the show, because he could have said, I don't need it anymore. Now, he's got this New Your Highness movie coming out. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm a little nervous over the fake English and all that. But Now, did you see that Black Swan is in this, Hicks? Yes, I saw that. And you saw that she was wearing a G-string in the trailer. Oh, yes. I saw last her. Not anymore, dude. Oh, what? Go look at the trailer they have CGI'd a big bikini on her. Oh. And it is stunning. 
Good God. It is stunning. Now, I don't know whether that's just for the trailer so they could show it in front of more movies or they were trying to save her ass, literally, for the Oscar. But look at G-String and all, and you'll see the difference in the two pictures. You don't need to run it through. You don't need to run it through. You can just, there's two pictures that will have uh, compared to each other, and you will see it's the exact same shot. That's ridiculous. That was a great shot. I mean, that Nelly Portman has a great little ass. I'm going to say something here that's going to make you upset. Oh, oh. Same like a boy's ass to me. <laughs> like a little boy's ass. Oh, it was fine. Fine is not what we're looking for. I guess in the world of J-Lo's and Kim Kardashian's, we can't aim for better. Fez, what else is happening on Cable Corner right now? And not only is the K uh, backwards in corner, but it's also backwards in cable. Here's the picture, Hicks. Take a look at it. Blow it up big for me in that slow computer. And you can't even tell that that's a fake bathing suit. Holy shit. I can't believe They got like an old school Rita Hayworth bathing suit yeah. on her, so she's all covered up. <laughs> Unbelievable. These people are just too prude. Uh, Thomas, you're on a Fez. Yeah. They, you know, if they get rid of uh, the currency, the U.S. dollar bills, and the Fez is still finding them on the ground, that'll be truly miraculous. Um, here's what Fez is going to look for, because you look for money on the ground as a sign from your dad. Right. Yep. In the future, look for a cell phone on the ground. Because that will be the only time that he will be able to send you things from the other side. If they get rid of paper money, it'll be a lot less amazing. Because people will just be wiping their noses with it and throwing it out. It'll be everywhere. But maybe your dad will be making them do that. you got to learn to see the miracle in things. John, you're on Fez. Hey, how you doing, guys? Um, a pharmaceutical company... Uh, want exclusive rights to, uh, uh, for a drug for high, high risk pregnancies that used to cost $10 per dose. As of next week, because they have exclusive rights, they, it's gonna be $1,500 a dose. Uh, a friend of mine has an infection problem. <laughs> um, and it's kind of, um, has to do with diabetes. The antibiotic that his doctor describes for a month's supply, 60 pills, is now seven grand a month. Now, I don't understand what he would do if he wasn't covered, but that's the craziest shit I've ever heard in my life. That's depressing. Yeah. That's really fucking scary and sad. I'm telling you, if they're not careful... We're going to turn this whole goddamn place into Libya, and I'm going to have a Facebook revolution. And I don't mean to get this in the middle of Cable Corner. Fuck that. This is Cable uh, Town Talk. But stay tuned later, and I'm going to tell you where the revolution begins. You call it Revolution Corner? Uh, how about Revolution Roundup? Two backwards R's. Loving it. Look great for a fucking ad. Fezzy, what do you got in Cable Corner? Well, I got Newt Gingrich uh, saying that his extramarital affair when he was Speaker of the House was because he loved this country so much. It was his passion for America that caused him to have an affair. How's this tie in with cable? He said it on cable? Well, yeah, I guess he said it on a cable news show. Whose show? I don't know. 
Why are we going to hear that this was taken out of context? I can't imagine that he said, I love America so much I had to have sex with some woman. It makes it sound like he had an affair with the Statue of Liberty. Well, let's find out what he really was saying. Because I, I find it hard to believe. Because even if you disagree with him um, politically, and I assume that you do, right? Sure. Yeah. You have to know that he's not a stupid man. And he's not going to say, I had an affair because I love America so much. I can't believe it. Where did you get the uh, report from? I think that was also MSNBC. You seem to be doing a... You're off Yahoo News, and you're just reading MSNBC to us these days. Um, I'm going to go over here to Dan. Dan, you're on the Run of Fest show. Hey, if they get rid of the dollar bills, how are we going to snort our Coke? You'll be snorting your Coke through a rolled-up phone. And before you act like, oh, it's awful, it can be fucking done, my friend. It can be done. Um, I'm out of stuff at the moment. 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. We're going to take a break here, give you some updates on what is happening down the hall with Roland's party. I see him running back and forth uh, up and down the hall, and it's fairly exciting, fairly exciting here. And Hicks, something's been bothering you today. Well, yeah, yeah, a little bit, sure. Um, Dalai Lama is back in the news, and uh, I just wanted to talk about that for a little bit. Is she singing Jolene again? No, it's Dalai Lama. Well, who did I think of? Dolly Parton. Which one has giant tits? Parton. All right. Which one has Dollywood? Parton. It seems like she's a lot better than the llama. Uh, you know. That's right. I'm talking to you, Eastside Llama. All right, when we get back, the big man's laying it all on us. That's right. It's Dolly Corner on the Run of Fed Show. Hey, what's going on? Ah, those bums won their court case, so they're marching today. What bums? Nazi party. Illinois Nazis. I hate Illinois Nazis. Show on a Thursday, where we all salute Thor, the big movie that's coming out this uh, year. By the way, I was saying I was a little nervous about Cap uh, Captain Crunch, Your Highness. Uh, it looks. Uh, I just got uh, an email from Cyrus. He said he saw a screening last night and laughed and laughed and laughed, and he said, "Ronnie, I could not stop laughing." So that is good news. That's that. the early spy reports that I'm getting from my, and of course a... Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. But he actually plays the role of Sir Kenny Powers. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. And everybody from Eastbound and Down is in the film. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. And it opens with him on a jet ski. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. And he knocks out somebody's eye with a baseball. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. And uh, that's just a little bit extra for the cable corner. That's what we do here. Happens in medieval times. Uh, what did you say your big uh, 
No, not the restaurant medieval time. But what was your big story today? Uh, Dalai Lama has announced that he is, he is stepping down as the head of... Do you realize it's today? new music Thursdays? Well, I, I understand that, yeah. And your your big story is Dalai Lama is stopping down as the head of Captain Crunch. <laughs> not the head of Captain Crunch, he's head of Tibet. Hmm. Uh, now, does he realize there isn't even a Tibet anymore? So he's stepping down as nothing. This would like me saying... I stepped down as the Wizard of Oz. Um, now that there isn't one, they're going to have to run themselves. Really? I thought he has to hold some sort of power, though. It's a Dalai Lama. I'm also getting people freaked out over the Captain Crunch or whether it's gone or not. Uh, there are definitely conflicting reports on this. I will only tell you this. Stop worrying. And if you know, if you find out, Send it to Cable Corner at Ron and Fez slash hashtag wow. smoking them doobage pound Hi. star smiley face lol at cc.com. Okay. Now, new music. Let's talk a little new music because we've got the new music boys coming in today. Oh, yeah, Carter. Rob Cross. Well, yeah, I don't know why you put down Rob Cross. Rob Cross happens to be the program director. I'm not putting down uh, Rob Perhaps Cross. one of the the plays that breaks the hits. Mm, SXMU. Now, speaking of which, today when uh, Roland, this is how little Roland understands the radio lingo. He's taking his guy from uh, Project Runway, and he's introducing <laughs> to Rob Cross and says, yeah, this is our manager. And I go, at least learn the terminology of the business you've adopted, Roland. What? He's a manager. That's something. They have a manager coach, too. Manager is a word. I go, yes, it's a word, but it's not the correct word. If you're going to get new music, and I'll throw this out to anybody out there, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, where do you go for new music? Hicks, I'm going to go to you right off the bat. Um, I don't always agree with their new, the stuff they throw up there, but Pitchfork.com is a good place to go to, to find new music. Pitchfork I, breaks the top 40 stuff, right? Are they also involved in the album releases? Um, some They have like a label. They have their own label. They put on their own festivals. But for newer stuff and for stuff that you're not going to hear on the radio, you go to Pitchfork. It's so like Pitchfork, a, you actually say, is more alternative. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's an it's an alter. They have a hard on for Kanye West for whatever reason, which I don't fucking agree with. They love him. They can't get. They they said it was like the best album of the fucking decade or something. They shit said the it was one. better than Abbey Road, which oh, that's, that's that's a thing. Now, I agree with that. You're my alternative guy. You know where the alternative music breaks. Mm-hmm. If you were to go looking for music, where would you go? To find new music, I think you have to really have to go on like message boards. Like, say, I think Reddit.com. Is I don't have time. You don't have time to go to a message board. Are right, then maybe like there's only one place that Fez and I use, and that's MSNBC, oh. and they are the official sponsor of Cable Corner. And by official, I mean we just you know I apparently lift their stuff completely, but I do believe in it. Now. You give me the alternative bands that are breaking, and also, to be totally honest, so does Rob Cross. On the other hand, if I want to know what's happening on the 40, the top 40, that's Zietz, Mark Zito, and he says to me the other day, 
you believe what's going down with Dr. Luke and Katy Perry? And I go, A, I don't believe it, and B, who are those two people? So are you familiar with either, uh, you know Katy Perry because she married, yeah. married Russell Brand. Yeah. And Dr. Luke, it sounds like General Hospital. I don't know how old you are that you still bring up Luke being on General Hospital. My mom I, loved it when I was a kid. I had to sit through him. Did you really? Oh, yeah, I sat through a shitload of General Hospital. There's Sonny Corinthos, the gangster of uh, <laughs> Charles Bay, Port Charles, I think it was called. Port Charles. There's no Charles Bay. <laughs> now, Upstate New York. According to what Zietz tells me, nobody in the business right now is more successful than Dr. Luke. He's, as he said, East Coast Jimmy Ivey. Now, what? Uh, speaking of which, you, you've been watching the American Idol, right? He's trying to catch you. Uh, there. Three girls showed up there from the fame school, right? Yeah. Uh, two of them made it through. One got voted off. The one that got voted off is sitting right around the corner in a little, uh, doing a little studio thing right now. Oh. And she's adorable. But she looks so sad when I walk by there. Oh. And I just wanted to say, honey, feel good. You got on TV. So what? You didn't become an idol. There's life after idol. Is there? I guess. I, mean, I haven't seen one person go on to do anything good. Not for the winners even anymore. Dr. Luke. Dr. Luke, please report. What is the... Who... Well, first of all, Zito, explain to us who Dr. Luke is and why he's important. And then... Why he is fighting with Katy Perry, and then C, is Katy Perry related to Steve Perry? When the lights go down in the city. Yes. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the last part first. I don't think they're related. All right. So that's off. It. That's off. But that's a don't think until we get okay. Put that over with Captain Crunch news. We just don't know. Uh, Dr. Luke is a huge producer right now, mainly in like the top 40 scene in music, all that. He's done pretty much, if you listen to something like Serious Hits 1, you've, you, you've heard, well, if anyone does, they've heard numerous songs of him. He does all the Kesha stuff, uh, Katy Perry, uh, this Well, other give band. us some of the hits to see if we know. All right, Kesha. Uh, and then, Hicks, you'd be ready to play some of them. Okay. And we'll judge Dr. Luke. Okay. Uh, a song that was a big deal. Is B.O.B.'s Magic. Got to believe this is magic. It actually had a Rivers Cuomo on it, Pepper. So um, that's exciting well, for he, you. I, it's not exciting because I like the first two albums. Oh, and but, Rivers Cuomo will whore himself out for whatever. Oh, okay. Well, I thought, Isn't Rivers Cuomo our, our brand new uh, governor? <laughs> no. It's a different Cuomo. That's mm. Andrew. Mm. And Dr. Rivers Luke, Andrew, that's an odd name. Dr. Luke uh, has, has made his money just producing hit upon hit, and uh, the feud right now, people are saying, is that Katy Perry thinks she's become a big enough star, and Dr. Luke is like over-managing her and trying to do too much, and she doesn't like that. And so that's what, that's what they're fighting. I, no, I know nothing about this. Okay. Did he write her songs? He co-produces most of them, but he also did he did write some of them as well. What songs did she? What songs did he write? He was a co-writer on Teenage Dream, which I have right here. Which is that's a, a giant hit. hit. Let's play that. Doctor Luke. Productions, Chris. 
Eggs, are you familiar with this song? It sounds familiar, but I don't really recognize it. No. Seriously? Now, well, he's not a girl. Where is he going to fucking hear this song at? Unless this in my pajamas, clutching a pillow. <laughs> I mean, seriously, where would he hear it? <laughs> I think she, it, it's performed all over TV. I, I feel like this is a huge song. I don't have song. cable. This is all right, give us another one of her big hits Go that ahead. he did. Okay. Oh, here's the hook. Yeah. No. I can't believe how much she sounds like Fergie. Well, it's a fucking robot voice. Every woman has a, fucking has that has that tinge on their fucking. But why shirt. is it that voice out of all of them? Why is it the Fergie voice? I don't know. I mean, maybe because she was with fucking Will I Am or whatever, and they were big forefront of doing that type of production. Oh, they were. Yeah, they they started. They were a big part of it. Unfortunately, all right, give us another big hit. Oh, I think you know this one, Hicks. Is this the video with the tits, Candyland, Snoop Dogg? Yes, yeah, it right. is. Yeah, I know more for the video. You probably know her better if you just turned the sound down and looked at her videos. <laughs> Stuff that you've badged to. Oh, yeah, come on. Well, now, now here, all right, I've heard enough of this to know that here's my thing. And this ain't Katy Perry. This is Russell Brand in her ear. Saying, let's do it our way. Let's keep Dr. Luke out of your life. Because one thing that you got to know, and I know you know this better than anybody else, Hicks. You get a hot chick for yourself. You've got to separate her from her male. I'm going to use the term fuck buddies because I don't know a better way to put it. Uh, yeah, he's fucking Russell Brand just trying to take control. Because they also had just recently had fucking marital problems or whatever. So he's just trying to fucking get in there and fucking lock her down. I don't blame him. And fucking, I mean, yeah, Jesus Christ, look at her. She's ridiculous. You're, you, you're, you think she's stunning, right? Yeah, she's pretty fucking hot. She's beautiful. I don't know she's beautiful, but she's pretty fucking hot. Now, when she was in here, everybody was freaking out. Oh, yeah. Yeah, everyone just running down like fucking maniacs. I will tell you this, it ain't going to hold up. Probably not, but... How old is she? How old is Miss Katy Perry? 24, I think. Yeah. She looks 34. <laughs> just so you know. <laughs> And Russell Brand's going to fucking just 26, damage yeah. that. Oh, God, yes. He's going to damage it completely. There's no, there's little to no hope for her. No. I might as well live it up, though, as she's fucking shooting shit out of her tits. And then later she'll come back and try to get fucking Dr. Luke on her side. No. That's not no. I got an inside source that oh. says that they're not even fighting, but I think that's bullshit. Because too many reports have come out that they are. Well... Who are the re does, did, did those two ever say anything? Uh, no, but doc, Dr. Luke's rep did. He had his rep say, like, Luke wishes her nothing but continued success. They just finished a new single together. But that seems like something you would also say if, uh, you know, you were trying to keep things well, okay people, so you could keep making money. You know, people who work together will be, like, yelling at each other and disagreeing, but it doesn't mean that they hate the other person. If they're really trying to make a fucking little money machine, if you're sitting around all day going like this, what do eight-year-old girls want to listen fucking to shit? I don't know. Candy? What else do they like besides candy? Bright colors. Um, I would write a song called My First Ten Pony. My Little Pony. Could be huge. I would do the fucking best for that. I'd do anything I could. I want to be a fucking modern-day Dr. Luke. Now, on the idol thing... uh. I did turn it on last night. Oh, again. But I will say this. 
Ryan Seacrest, all but off the fucking show. It's all about Don Was, Jimmy Iovine, and Ryan Seacrest comes out every once in a while, says a name, and walks out. But he's no longer really interviewing the contestants. He doesn't really interview the judges. His speaking time is down on that fucking show where you're like, I wonder what he's doing now. Is he just watching? And is he comfortable with that? Where the fuck? And I guess he is. I mean, he's getting paid. Well, he said he spoke more on the Kim Kardashian single than on fucking America. That's Idol. really funny. That's a good bit. Thanks. Um, who's taking over for the Dalai Lama? They have somebody else. No, he's, he just wants the Tibetan people to uh, vote someone else in. He just wants. To I step didn't know down. that he got voted. I thought he was a gift from God. Oh yeah, he is. But he's like, ah, enough gifts from God. Just, just the people should just vote someone in for themselves. All right, so we're changing everything now. It's <laughs> no longer God has doesn't have your back. It's fend for yourself. Yeah. Uh, God's abandoned you. So, yeah. Good luck with that. So you're a uh, a fallen Catholic, right? Oh yeah, yeah. I very bad Catholic. See if you would have a problem with this. When I went over and got my ashes yesterday, I never took out my headphones and just kept them rocking, walking through. Sign the times. It's okay. The cathedral. I actually felt like it was even better. Well, yeah, and you don't have to deal with like hearing. How was there a long line? You have to like. It was an incredibly long line. Ugh. I think even this at is, that time of the day. I think this is the year where I've seen the most ashes. It looked like everybody had them yesterday. The song that I was listening to, Leonard Cohen, could oh. be they will. So I think it fucking makes total sense. Oh, I did it. good. And then I actually said to the priest, you should hear this. You're not going to share it, though, will you? Are you? And then when he gave me the repent and follow the scriptures thing, I go like this. What? Can't hear you rocking. <laughs> well, this is weird. Um... Let me see where my fucking phone is. It's never with me. But I, to to jump on, piggyback on what Fez said, there are definitely more little kids doing it this year, which looks weird as shit. Looks like cult-like. It definitely is cult-like. It's, like, it's like fucking Jonestown shit. Let me uh, show you this to you <laughs> so you'll get into the strangeness. Oh, come on. It looks like the, the exorcist or something. Like, I know. It's like we're going to sacrifice his child. This is Mafia Life Chris's oh. kid. And not for nothing, but that baby's a spitting image of Frenchie. And like we used to say in my family, you always know who your dad is, but you never know who your mom is. That's <laughs> the way it works. Uh, but it does look scary. And I had nieces and nephews sent pictures, like, all of them in a car. And it fucking did look like something from the event. Well, it's kind of... I don't know if I ever had ashes as a child. Probably not. My parents were bad Catholics, too. Sure they were. You're, you only had ashes from a Paul Mall. Chris, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey. Hey, yourself. Um, I was just saying that the, um, the Dalai Lama is elected by the people of uh, Tibet to be the leader of the Tibetan rebel, like group um but he's elected or not elected he's chosen by god to be the leader of buddhism right so that's he, he said he was elected by god to be uh the leader of tibet i'll just correct him all right so who's who's rooting now who, who's voting now the people voting for what 
the, the new leader of Tibet. I don't understand fucking what Hicks's story is from the from the beginning. He's he's going to retire as a political head of the fucking. As he's stepping down as a political head of the entire country. But he's staying there. There is no country, so it doesn't no matter. Space. But he is staying as the spiritual head of the people. Yeah, but they're going to get a new political leader to vote it in. That's, uh, that's nothing. There's no fucking place. Where are they going to vote at? Go to your nearest fucking voting machine. Oh, that's right. You live all over the world and can't. They got monasteries up there, don't they? That could be like places to hang out and fucking organize. You don't understand. It's somebody else. Most of those Tibetans are walking around New York with fucking drums and shit saying, don't deal with China. They got to exile their asses back to China then. Oh, you're not paying any fucking... Yes, I am. He was our only world leader that went uh, with the one sleeveless look. So that'll be all gone now in the, across the globe. Here's Jim. You're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, guys. Um, I went to Catholic school, when, you know, so uh, Catholic grade school, and we did, you know, we had to learn all the stuff. We had to do Ash Wednesday and Lent and, and um, the whole deal. And I always just thought it was that's the way things went. And then when I got a little older, and I actually started reading the Bible as opposed to just going to school, I realized none of that shit's actually in there. The, like, none no of kidding. it. The word Lent, it's just not even existent in the Bible at all. Well, you see the word Christmas tree in there at all? Of course yeah, not. No, this is not a way that the, the, the... It's not so much a religious thing. It's more like a religious celebration. But it's not saying, like, this is something you have to do. They're saying, look, it's party time. It's excellent. Mm-hmm. Wayne's World. I don't know what you mean by that. It's party time. It's excellent. Wayne's I don't World. have cable corner. I'm sorry. <sighs> Uh, Mike, you're on the Fez. Hey, what's up, Rod? How you doing, buddy? And yeah. Fez, you sound like a million bucks, brother. My condolences, man. He's um, on top of it today. I have, uh, I have actually a couple things about the Dalai Lama. My girlfriend's mom's real big into Buddhism, and she's my girlfriend's a little bit Buddhist, and she's Jewish, too. She's kind of a weird combo. But basically, the, the mythology behind the Dalai Lama is that he's the same person but reincarnated, and somehow the Dalai Lama always exhibits like some sort of knowledge as like a real young child that he has no business knowing that only the Dalai Lama knew like through the line, and that's how they choose who the new Dalai Lama is. It's kind of just like a manifestation of a past load of knowledge. And um, well, this Dalai Lama, and this is a true story, and the reason why they know that he was the Dalai Lama at age five years old. They hear he's uh, he he decides to take a walk up a mountain by himself, and they're like, "At five, you want to do this?" And he's like, "Please, I know what I'm doing." So he's gone, and his mother is like freaking out. Right? She's yeah. going, "You you let a little boy go up a mountain by himself?" And they started to head up, and they heard this like strange sound, and at five years old, completely naked, wow. on top of a mountain, he's playing whammer jammer. By the Jay Giles band, on our harmonica, here's the weirdest thing. Jay Giles had never released any music in Tibet, have never toured Tibet. Yeah, Peter Wolf toured Tibet. I know I'm going to get calls about this as a solo act. But he did not have Magic Dick and his licking stick with him. A five-year-old naked boy playing Whammer Jammer. That's fucking unbelievable. On your knees, if you please, on the naked stick, there's a magic dick, so it's a fucking your face, Whammer! 
Five years old. Damn. This kid is amazing. And they said he was like doing a crazy dance while he was doing it too. Wow. He was indeed a golden child. I want the knife. Give me the knife. The Dalai Lama, ladies and gentlemen. You may think to yourself, how could a five-year-old boy do this having never heard the song before? And that's God's mystery. No that wonder. is God's mystery. No wonder it's Dalai Lama. This is a serious jam. Mm, yeah, it is. They don't fucking play games. Fuck well, no. Corey, you're on the run of Fez show. Hey, guys. A bunch of years ago when the Dalai Lama was uh, on tour here in the country, he was playing golf up in one of the Westchester County country clubs, mm -hmm. and I was his caddy. And then when he got done, I said, hey, you know, have a little something for the cause. And he looked at me, and he said, gunga, galunga, gunga, gunga. What's that mean? He, he said, I'm not going to tip you. What I'm going to give you is when you die on your deathbed, you'll receive total consciousness. Well, you got that right? going for you. Yeah, I do. Thank you, guys. All right. Wow. That's a fucking great story. Now, the Dalai Lama, he don't play games. He doesn't fuck around. And like, unlike, I'd say, the head of any other major religion, I can't think of another one that'll keep a razor in his shoe. What? And the Dalai Lama has a boot. If he fucking, like, hits back on mm -hmm. his heel, razor pop out the top, and he'll fucking kick you in the shin with that thing, and... Open you right up. Is he a gangster or a religious guy? I mean... Now, the Pope came out of Nazi Germany. Yeah. And to this day, he doesn't want a fucking part of the Dalai Lama. And I'll tell you why. He goes, the Dalai Lama doesn't fight fair. And the Dalai Lama doesn't know how to lose. And the Dalai Lama, kill a motherfucker. So all the religious leaders know about the Dalai Lama? And they yeah, know to, they all do. Like, stay away they from him? They don't fucking play games with him. Wow. They do not play games with him, and that's because the Dalai Lama don't smile. He does not fucking smile. Mm -mm. And another thing about the Dalai Lama, don't ever say to him, did you cut this dope? Or who fucking, because his reputation means everything to him. 
And seriously, if you fucking say that he stepped on that fucking dope, you might as well be grabbing his balls because he's going to oh, be that God. fucking offended by yeah, it. I'd assume it'd be fish scale. I mean, come on. You're going to fucking take a scale out and test the fucking llama? I'll just like, not me. I'm like, thanks, man. I'm going to fucking walk out. This kind of looks okay. If I fucking take a fucking, uh, just a fucking bump off of that and I'm tasting Manitou, that's a secret I fucking carry in my grave. I ain't fucking bringing it up. Great APR. Fez, you're uh, raised Lutheran. Right. Who's the head of your religion? Uh, we have a synod that's in charge of our brand of Lutheranism. What's that mean? Well, I guess it's like a, like a church council. Well, who are they? Well, they, uh, they get elected by the di- different districts I in the say, Lutheran church. I didn't say what happens. I said, who are these gentlemen? Oh, I have no idea who their names are. What? Now, how do you not know? What kind of secret organization is this running things? I mean, we even know the Scientology leader is Miskovich or whatever. That's right. Tom what Cruise. kind of secret Ku Klux Klan organization are you running on there out of Missouri? And why are you Missouri Lutheran? You couldn't get any further away than the Holy Land than Missouri. Yeah, I don't like that. What are they saying? Jesus was in Missouri for a while? He wasn't. He was over there. At least the Cardinals fan, I guess. What do you mean? Well, Cardinals like uh, Catholic Cardinals. You guys have your own Cardinals? Uh, some Lutheran churches have them. We don't. Right. All right. I looked up Lutheran leaders. There's like 30 people here. It's... That's the Synod. Oh, uh, Richard, you're on Renafez. Hello. Uh, uh, whenever we talk about the ancient Greek, uh, Roman, Norse uh, religions, we say mythology. Even with the Native American stuff, yeah. Do you think? Can you project a time in the future when enough years have passed where we start saying the Christian mythology? You think it ever could ever fade away like that? Well, some people. No, it's not a matter of fading away. Some people do call it mythology. Um, you know, you have the saint stories and the Jesus stories. Obviously, that's uh, mythology. It's bigger than life stuff. There is one thing in the Bible. I mean, out of everything in the Bible, the thing that got to me the most, there was a thing where Jesus, as a youngster, was walking down along the shore. And the people were... And this was just... Do you remember the early part of Fezzi when he just started getting followers and when the disciples started coming around him? Yeah. And they were asking him questions. And he picks up a rock, right? And he goes like this. They go, how many rooms are in heaven? He picks up a rock. He says, this many. And he skips it across the thing, and it skipped, they said, at least 17,000 times before it finally got dark and the sun went down. And it was on a straight line. It just kept skipping, 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 skipping. It's never stopped. Can you skip a rock, rock properly? Fuck no. I never grew up next to a flake. Lake, I'm fucking from Queens. I can teach you to skip a rock in fucking two seconds. Oh, hell yeah. All right, let's go. You know how to skip a rock first? Nope. Uh, I've never been able to, and I've I, tried and tried. I can't fucking... What do you mean you've tried and tried? Pick up something right there and show me how you do it. I would do it like kind of sidearm, like that. Did you see the way your wrist just went? You were throwing downward. You whipped down. Oh, Jesus Christ. There's no water there. You can't skip. <laughs> he doesn't know that. Let him fucking do what he does. I gotta take you guys up to skip some rocks later. Okay. This is why you can't be, that you don't know anything about the Bible. 
He could skip a rock like nobody else. It's a pretty good he skill. He could skip a rock until that rock started skipping back his way. Shit. All right, from everything I understand, yeah. the pizza party is a bust. It's a bomb. <sighs> it's not going over the way Rowan wanted it to. Um, and Rowan is finding himself on his heels right now. Uh-oh. I heard Rowan, that the bubble machine went down. Um, if bubble machine is a nickname for a fucking intern, then yes. Oh, the bubble machine went down. But... Look, I'm looking up there now. There's people actually leaving. Now, I will give him this. He got his pizzas from Two Boots. That's solid. That's fucking... That's a serious place. Yeah. That is a serious place. That was a good call. Every call the guy makes is a good one. Yeah. Now, I was on the crossover show with... Uh, come on in and say hi. I was on a crossover show with the boys today, and they were all excited about it. I don't see a lot of foot traffic there. There's like six people at this pizza party. Mm. Right now, there's more pies than people. Did O&A stay for it? No, hell no. No way, no. Is this a sign that the time that that Roland had that magical, that glow about him is starting to fade? Yeah, nobody can get an answer as to why this is happening. You can't get people there. You promised a bubble machine. The bubble machine is in there. It doesn't work. The DJ, Troy, he took forever to set up the music. What? That didn't work. Fucking iPod in the dock? Yeah. This thing is going like everything else in his life. It's just not happening. No females there. No, he did get to Project Runway, Judge, <laughs> which is great. Yeah, but the guy from Project Runway thought he was going on O&A today. So he's just there for a pizza party. He just He's completely confused. Roland tricked him. And what, no bubbles. What did he think he was going to promote? That he was on Project Runway four years ago? I guess he's got some kind of clothing line or something. I don't know. But whatever it was, he didn't promote it because he's just in front of six people at a pizza party. And moves and shakers with those six people? <laughs> one of them is uh, E-Rock. One of them is me. And then you guys left? We, we wanted to It looks like you're eating a plain pizza. Yeah, that, uh, yeah that's, that's what I get. There's like 90 fucking flavors. Why ask for regular? There are specialty flavors in there. There's at least ten different pies. Yeah, I know. Two Boots has, like, from every which direction you can go. There's a Mr. Pink. Yeah. There's the Dude. There's Plain. There's Pepperoni. I think there's some kind of a Nell Carter or something in there, too. Yeah. There's a Tony Clifton. That's an extra large. Oh, God. She's dead now, Two-Face. <laughs> which is something I thought that you would be able to relate to. Oh, I relate to it. The Dead? Yeah, very much so. You want to come down and get some pizza? We yeah. brought you a slice. But it's just this regular one. Oh, no, I'm going to come down and visit. Come on down. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go, guys. Come on down. Can I come? Yeah, sure. Oh, cool. Down. I love pizza. All right, so I'm come getting on, left alone right. here. Pizza party! Pizza party! Do we have a mic that, uh... Sorry, cell phone. Yeah, go grab a cell phone. So, all right, everyone is heading down for the pizza party that's going on in the O&A office right now. The Two Boots Pizza. Um, I've always been a fan of the Cleopatra Jones myself. If, you ever get to, if you're ever in New York City and you're visiting Two Boots Pizza. All right, so we're basically, with Ronnie and Hicks headed down the hallway to the O&A office, the very long hallway, we're, like, increasing the uh, uh, population of this party, the guest list, by about 20% here. So we're actually going up higher and higher just by uh, adding some folks. 
And why bring the plane slice down here, Sam? That's what I didn't understand. Uh, All right, we got the pizza party there. How's it going at the pizza party? Everybody's going crazy here. It's unbelievable. It sounds better than it was described by Sam. Right now, there's nine guys gathered around two women. It's a little scary. Get a little nervous. Hey, who's smoking up? I got a little weed going. This pizza party sounds like it's going off the hook all of a sudden. Hello? 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 Marco? Yes, go ahead. Fifty Cent is in here, man. You've got Fifty Cent at your pizza party. Even Trey Kwan is sitting. Has the bubble machine started working yet? <laughs> no, I don't know whether he's staying or not. I don't know. That's the whole thing with him. Seems it, but then he says he has a secret. <laughs> All right, they're talking about me at the pizza party. Have we found out the reason for the pizza party yet? Has Roland released that information? Did anybody invite that girl that got voted off American Idol? I think they saw around the corner. She's right with us. Wow. Where is she? So this is the first annual Roland uh, ONA step pizza party. Who are people wearing to this party? That's what I'd like to know. Hey, guys, how's it going? The pizza party's going great. All right, see, I'm down here by myself and uh, also pizza-less. Oh, yeah, no, it's funny pizza down here, though. How is it? Is it is it starting to fill up now? Right there, my people. Yeah. So, oh, morning mashup's coming in now. All right. Yeah, the the morning mashup has 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 just joined the ONA staff pizza party. All right. Now, since I'm down here and you guys are there, is there going to be an after pizza party? I don't know. Maybe. That could happen. Does the pizza seem to be lasting? It's gone pretty quick, guys. Yeah, that's what I figured, that it was going to be. And now, you know, you got the morning mashup in there. So it's all going to go really fast. We're going to finally come together for him. Is there anything besides pizza, or is that just it? Hey, babe. And no bubble machine. Hello? Yes. We're having a pizza party. I understand you're having a pizza party. Everybody's here. Do you want to talk to the morning mashup? Uh, I guess so, sure. Why not just pass the phone around? 
Hey, Pez, what's going on? Hey, is this Ryan? This is yeah, Ryan from the mashup. Hey, Ryan, how's the pizza party going down there? This is a wild party in here. It's Fez. It's a wild party. Yeah, I'm just kind of stuck down here like Fezzarella, not going to the ball. Oh, uh, he's, he's like Cinderella, not going to the ball. Oh, oh. come on, Fez, we miss you. Here's Sam. Oh, thank you. Right. <laughs> the mashup's here, Fez. I heard. I just talked to Ryan from the mashup, Sam. Now... Is is this is this uh, being set? I mean, other than the Ron and Fez show right now, are we covering the pizza party? Uh, the, the, the people are really starting to come to this thing. There's about there's about twelve people in this office right now, but it seems like more because it's such a small place. Whoa, Fez! What's that? What happened? Rob Cross. Rob Cross. Sirius XM's Rob Cross is now at the pizza party. I had no idea he was so popular. The the party crowd just going nuts for Rob Cross as he walks in the room. No, I don't know if he's gay. I mean, it can go that way, but I've never seen him with anybody. All right, I have the feeling I'm being talked about again at the pizza party. <laughs> Apparently there's some gossip going on as well. Is there, is there any way anyone could just run me down a slice? Any chance of that? All right, I'm not getting a response. The pizza party seems to be just going insane at this point. It's out of control. It's a, it's, There's an overflow room. And Roland has somehow pulled it off. Kid Kelly, is that what I heard? Kid Kelly at the pizza party? So the ONA pizza party is continuing. It's building. It seems it seemed like there was maybe a little bit of a slow start and now it has built up steam and seems like it could be going off the hook here. So that's where that's where the, the products are being sold. All right, I'm still I'm still hearing some sounds from the pizza party. So it's, uh, I'm not sure. I couldn't quite make it out, but it sounded like we need sodas. So that may have been the last word from the pizza party. Well, now everyone's showing up for it. So the first annual uh, Roland Pizza Party seems to be becoming a big, big success. He may have, he may have uh, underestimated with nine pizzas. So I, uh, and I, I think that uh, what's going on is now Roland may have to make another pizza run. I think we're getting a little feedback from the pizza party. We're getting a little reverb there. It's a who's who of Sirius XM. Hey, busy lady chucker. You know, while those people are at the party, let's talk about them. How about that hair, well, lock of hairstyle that Sam Roberts has? Uh, I think we. I don't think we need to talk about Sam's hair, especially at a food party. 
it, it, it could skeeve a few people. Yeah, well, yeah, consider, uh, considering it does uh, resemble long pubic hair. All right, thanks for the call, lady trucker. Roland's Pizza Party still going on, and later on the Ron and Fez show, it'll be New Music Thursday. That'll be happening on the Ron and Fez show. The, uh, here's some things I stole out of there, Hicks. And I don't know why people are doing this. Why have, why have foods gotten, oh God, the whole thing here <laughs> fell down. Leave it. We might as well leave it for this part of the show. But the uh, the new endless banner of just pure darkness has fallen down. The light's coming in. Now, why would they need to make candy smaller? Um, for kids, kids love tiny things. Do I'm you guessing... like smaller things? Uh, no, I like to go bigger. I can't think of one thing that's better that's smaller. I don't think it would be for kids because then they'd end up choking on it easier. Why would you choke on candy? It'll melt before they choke on it. Well, it's good taste. Mm. Ooh. Consider it like a little dessert. Hey, Mooney, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Ronnie. I got an Ichiban. Ichiban? Thank Christ. Bez, did you want to go down to the pizza party while we're here? Um, I could go down and grab a slice. Grab three slices. Yeah. Any particular favorites from Two Boots? Pepperoni. Yeah, let's go pepperoni. It's delicious. You got your foam? Yeah. All right, what's uh, your Ichiban? Well, I kind of overheard a little conversation. I heard somebody say Sam is gay. Not for sure. Ooh. Fez is kicking some ass in here today, huh? Mm-hmm. These I don't even know about. Are those dark chocolate? I think they're supposed to be oh. drops instead of... M&M's or... No, I think instead of Hershey Kisses. No. no these... They blow, right? Yeah. No one is as good as a Reese's Pan Bar Cops. It's a flat M&M, a flat bigger M&M. Maybe I need to start doing something like this since I'm not uh, smoking anymore. Oh, something you do, do with your hands, maybe? Oh, and my mouth. A little whirl. <laughs> the one person yelled from when he came in. Oh. I'm here for the party! All right, now we know what the booking staff is doing. The booking staff. Uh, Greg, you're on Run Fez. Hey, Ronnie. Uh, hey, Zia. Sorry about your father. Um, I just wanted to recommend that uh, we bump the, the East Side Llama up and replace the Dalai Lama. Sure. I got no problem with that one. You, Hicks? Oh, I like it. Well, he had to, I guess he could be abroad, too, right? He could, could he dominate from right over here? Or he have to go to Tibet. Mm, he could do it from here. All right, good. Because the Dalai Lama's over here half the time. That's true. By the way, that party is in such a packed little area <laughs> and so hot and sweaty. Yeah. 
It reminds me so much of college. It's ridiculous. There goes Laura. That's what a party looks like in college. <laughs> yeah. There's Laura and Spencer heading in. Oh. Guys, what's taking you so long? Fezzy. Oh, am I still on? Yeah, you've been on, but you're not talking. Oh, I'm sorry about that. Yeah, um, I'm scoring the last of the pepperoni for us. Good. Here's uh, Nick. You're running Fez. Yeah, how are you doing today, guys? Ronnie, when you guys were down at the pizza party, Fez was so desperate for somebody to talk, he took a call and was cordial to Lady Trucker. <laughs> now, he hasn't been nice there in how long? Ever. Ever, yeah. <laughs> mm. this, is, uh, Hicks, this is just a little bit that we're doing on this candy. Mm -hmm. Consider it a bit, not a snack. Okay, got it. It's a pip. Pip of a fucking snack. I don't understand a pip. A pip is just something small, like the thing on the dice. I'm headed back down. Put what back down? I'm headed back down to the studio. I got the pizza. I uh, I opted not to go for the sodas. Uh, no ice. So we have like warm sodas in there. Okay. Pizza's the important part. Well. He's like when you send your little brother to get something. I came back. There's no sodas, no ice, though. What? As he was making some big friends, though. Oh, yeah. Life of the fucking party there for a moment. And the slice is over, Watley. Seems like you were making some nice friends there, though, huh? Oh. Yeah, I so far. Wait a minute. What'd you do? Give him a, the one with the black noid on it? That's my favorite. Oh, then you take, you no. take it, Ron. No, you already it's not touch. It's you not, no, I did it. it. Please. He doesn't know that I like a little black bubble. I want you to have this. It's fine. What are you doing over there, Fizz? I was giving Hicks his phone. Oh, nice. So the party ended up being pretty great, right? Yeah, I, I don't know why Sam was uh, saying it was such a flop at the beginning. Because it starts, a party starts yeah. slow. Yeah. But you got the Ron and Fez guys, you got Kid Kelly. The mashup. You had the morning mashup, who everyone just calls the mashup. <laughs> yeah. No one talks to them by name. Mm-mm. It's like, oh, hey, there's a mashup over there. It was like, mashup is in the house. Then I believe party up in here was yelled. A lot of hip-hop being played, too. Yeah, they, they don't play this kind of music, though. Oh, no. They were fucking going hardcore. <laughs> I saw Laura was hanging down there. Yeah, Laura had just walked in. Roadhog, you're running Fez. Hey, how you doing there? Great. Hey, Fezzy, I just want to say you sounded excellent since you got back from vacation. Or not vacation from your uh, father dying. And my, my condolences, buddy. Thank you very much, Roadhog. 
You really do sound better. You think so? Yeah, I know so. What do you think, Hicks? I'm loving what I'm hearing. No fucking breakfast for me. Come on. I know that he feels strong because he's going almost a week without the breakfast. Mm-hmm. And you had the cable corner. You were running things on your own here today. You're taking calls with Lady Trucker. Being nice to her. Um, Anthony, you're on Ron and Fez. Hey, uh, Ron, I want to know if uh, you asked Fez about uh, who that crazy Mary was or what the caller from uh, your number three most controversial talk show host. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry, what was that? I w- who was Crazy Mary back at NEW? Um, I don't know who Crazy Mary was. You heard about that. We were the third biggest shock jocks of all time. Um, I, I don't remember that either. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm drawing a blank here. Um, I don't... Pop Crunch? Oh, okay. So, um, I don't know. I don't recall Crazy Mary. So I'm just not I'm just not sure who that is. And what she did to get to be so uh absolutely crazy. It's probably not as crazy as that pizza party going on down there. We're the number three uh shock jocks of all time because we had a, a young boy literally drink piss on the air and you're throwing it back to pizza party. Uh, Matt, Iowa, you're on running Fez. Hey, guys. I just want to say thanks to Fez. It's been a great week of radio. Oh, okay. Well, thank you very much. I'm not sure about it. I'm not I'm not feeling it so much myself. Why are you putting it down? Because I'm just not sure. I'm still kind of nuts in my head. I still feel weird about some things. So, I'm not sure exactly how I'm doing. What are you talking about? Um, I don't know. I'm just... Ha- I'm still having some weird moments, and uh, and that we had that, of course, that uh, guy who uh, died of my building from going off the balcony, and I'm like kind of obsessed with that right now too, where that keeps running through my mind, and they've and, and there's like a memorial service going on, and his picture is in the lobby of my building now, a big poster size thing of him. And, like, everyone in the building is invited to the memorial service and the funeral. So it's so it's just... You going? I don't know. There's something that's telling me that I think I should go. i got to find out when it is. But it's it's weird how I'm just kind of... I guess I've just got a death obsession right now. A guy in your building died. It's, you know, when people in my neighborhood die, everybody talks about it. It's not like you're doing something weird. Okay, but, you know, just coming off of my father's funeral, I'm like, am I just now so insane that I'm like, uh, I've got like a funeral mania going? I don't think that it's insane that your your father died and then the guy in your building died. Okay. It's not like you're making these things up. You know, they actually happened. Uh, JC, you're on my first. Hey, Ron, want to give you props, buddy. Great show. Don't listen to anybody. Keep it up. I've been listening for three months, man. Uh, you're terrific. When you talk, the show's that much better. Keep it up, buddy. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. No problem. No problem. Love to hear you. You're my uncle. <laughs> you guys are good. 
All right, he must have a weird uncle or something with that maniacal laugh at the end of it. Tony, you're on right Fez. Hey, boys, I don't know what's going on, but something, pizza party must be in the air. Our boss just came over the speaker. Pizza party for the company. <laughs> they treat, uh, when you work now, you treat it like a baby. Yeah, they're constantly throwing pizza parties around here wait for the interns. It's a, a meet and a snack and greet or some shit. That's what they called. So, like, hey, everyone, pizza down by the fucking, you know, 37th floor boardroom. Come get some. But, you know, shitty pizza from around here. Not done up like Roland does it with the two boots. And they go very quickly, too. Where, it's, where I think it's basically a slice of person at that point. Dave and I were trying to send the interns to steal a pie, saying that we, we needed it because the interns were on the air. It would be nice, uh, like a last caller, if the pizza party just kind of caught on and just anyone, you know, the businesses around... Uh, the country just started throwing impromptu pizza parties for their employees. They don't. That's what we're talking about. It's like the fucking yeah. office. For in real life, the world is turned into the office. Uh, Sean, you're on Fez. Hey, Fezzy. Sean, first time caller, long time listener. Lost my father two years ago. Just wanted to uh, give you my condolences and say hang in there. In uh, in this time of grief. Thank you. I mean, two years down the road, that's gotta. Is is it still tough? Still unbelievably uh, it, tough. It's it's still tough. There's still some things, you know, that you know you, you get reminded of and everything else, and you want to call him. He's not there. It's uh, it's tough, buddy. Hang in. All right, thanks, man. No problem, Fezzy. You're the best. Thank you. Yeah, I had a problem with that last night, where I had been calling my dad's cell phone just to hear his voice, and uh, it got turned off. So I don't really have that right now. That was one of my go-to things. So I was hoping that would have lasted a little bit longer. So it's um. So it's uh, it's uh, it's still those little things that are creeping up on me. So you called his cell phone all the time? Yeah, I was calling it a lot after he died. What did it say on there? It was you know just you know saying his name. Can't get to the phone right now. Leave a message. I'll try to get back to you. Leave your name and number. Were you leaving messages? No, I decided not to do that. I, I would hang up as soon as it was done. As soon as I heard the beep. <coughs> Jake, you're on running Fez. Hey, Fez. Um, I lost my brother about 14 months ago. I'm sorry, man. And, um, you know, me mentally, uh, you are kind of crazy for probably at least six months. I mean, funerals and movies and all that stuff, just, you know, you pay a lot of attention to it. But, um, it, you know, the, the the pain slightly goes away, but, you know, the memories and stuff, you know, they never do. But I, I think that the memories go away, but the pain never does. See, no, make the, the, the pain... And, and one day you'll feel away. real sad and crying, but you won't know who and why. That will not make the process easy. That'll make it a little rough. So I think his I think his voice is still on the answering machine at my parents' house, but people answer the phone when I call that one. Don't you have, like, any videotape or anything where he's talking? You know, I don't have anything here. Mm. 
You know, I would, I would have to pick that up. I, I just don't have anything of my, of my own. I just have a lot of pictures I keep looking at. Mm. So I, I don't think I'll forget what his voice sounds like, but it just, just to hear it, it just helps out a little bit right now. Why don't you just act, I'll, I'll leave a message and you can listen to it and be like this. Hello, this is Fezzy's dad. Everything's okay and I still love you from where I am. Leave a message because everything is fine in your life. Beep. That's a. I'm still talking. Oh. I'm sorry. I just, I was like a burp. I, I, yeah, I, I thought I heard a Still beep. talking, please. You've always interrupted me, son. I didn't mean to anger you, Dad. Would this make you feel better if that wasn't your real dad and it was like your real dad was someone else? No, I don't think that would make me feel any better. Because the dad that I know is gone. Mm. So it, I, it wouldn't be just like picking up a new dad somewhere. You don't know who your real dad is, though, and I do, and it's great. Who is it? Monopoly Man. So everything in your life is going to be terrific now. That's good to know. I guess I'll get a dog, a race car, and a new shoe. How many times did you call that thing and leave a... Oh, I, lo- I, I lost track. Where was it? Um, it was... Like, your mom have to keep hearing the phone ring all the time? No, no, no. I made sure... It, it was off and it was out of juice, so... Yeah, I made sure... When I first started calling it, I made sure that it was in my possession when I called it. So that way no one was going to say, all right, who's ringing Dad's phone? Did, did your brothers and sisters don't it still? No. In fact, uh, my one brother is like, he goes, I'll never call the house again until they change that message. Because mm. it actually, I think, it, I guess it weirds him out hearing my father's voice. He doesn't want to hear it. Mm. I just picture you listening to that message. With your head tilted to one side like the dog in the RCA thing for his master's voice. Well, it's, uh... There it is. There's you, Fuzzy. You're looking at the answer machine. You're just kind of wondering, like, is he in there or what's he doing? How'd my dad get that tiny? Hello, this is Fuzzy's dad. I'm not here right now. I... Those are nice messages, but my dad doesn't sound like that at all. And I'm tr- still working on it. Okay. See if like this. This is Fuzz's dad. Pull my finger and get a message. <laughs> yeah, that's probably not the message I'm looking for. Is it the droid you're looking for? No, these are not the droids I'm looking for. That's been my, jo- uh, my big joke when I go to the phone company now. I always go, I'll say, can I see the new droids? And they give it to me, and I always go, this is not the droid I'm looking for, and I say it real loud, because it will get laughs around the fucking place. People are loving it. And uh, the guy actually said this to me yesterday. He goes like this. This is the fourth time that you've been in here this week, and you ask for the same phone, and I give it to you, and you're just trying to make people laugh. And I go like this. No, next time I really am going to buy it. Just fucking do You and I are making it happen. Hello, this is Spencer's dad. Welcome, if you will, to Cable Corner. As you notice, both the K's are backwards. Does that sound like him? No, that doesn't. That's not even really close. Hello, this is Spencer's dad. 
have a party while I try to get back to you in a world of magic. Yeah, my dad. An illusion. Yeah, my dad wasn't a British wizard. Yeah, say, this is versus dark. I'm going to get even with you. You understand me, Mug? Y'all going to get it. It's off, but I think you're getting closer. No, it is. Mike, Vegas boy. Remember my Fez. <laughs> What's up, boys? Uh, Fez, sorry about your dad. The thing I always thought about Fez and uh, was that everything seems so out of proportionally big for him, but I, I, I always thought that the little things were important to him only because he didn't have anybody like, like kids or anything like that right. to know what's really important in life. And now that his dad has passed away, I mean, that's something solid and big. And I think he's handling it real well. And it sounds like he's back and he's got his shit together. And that's a beautiful thing. I mean, I'm sorry that your dad passed away, Fez. But I think you realize what's important and what is small in your life. And I think you handle it really well. And you I think that's true, Fezzy? You know, I would like to think that's true. But I think I'm still blowing little things out of proportion. I don't think so. And, uh, and Hicks, do you think that he's handling this so well? Yeah, I, I see. People even well. down at the party were saying that. Mm -hmm. And there is a thing that you're handling this better than you've handled anything else before. So much that the rumors going around is maybe you never even liked your dad that much, and that's why it's been so easy for you. Well, that's a horrible rumor. I absolutely love my father. Yeah, I heard that. This is a message I'm leaving about my son. We do love each other, but we don't show of uh, any of our feelings in public. Come on, it isn't that funny. It's just an impression. It sounds exactly like him. It's probably what you're laughing about. It doesn't sound anything like him that I can remember. Hello, this is he, Dad. You brain runner. Hold on. This fish still alive. Chop, chop. This fish is still alive. What you been ducking here for? Get that duck stool. My dad is not Asian. This is Fez's dad. This is my actual speaking voice. Sometimes I do Asian impressions. Maybe if you keep working on it, eventually it'll fool me. Hmm. What you're going to do is plant that voice in my head, and I'll start to think that's what my father actually sounded like. Hmm. Brian, you're on Fez. Yeah, uh, I think, Fez, you need, need to, you know, remind yourself that it's the natural order of things for a parent to die first. The real tragedy got... would be for a kid to, you know, to yes. die and have uh, that loss. Yeah, she makes Fez feel so much loss. better. Yes, uh, later we'll give Fez the Lion King. The whole thing of trying to explain death to people during the mourning process, it's not time. And I've never even heard once anyone ever said... I felt so bad at a funeral, and then someone said something to me, so I started to feel better. Burst out laughing. Life got better after that. I like to do impressions of people's passed away relatives. Well, that's only because you're really good at it. Now my dad's having a conversation with you. Thank you, Mr. H. Maybe Jesus needed a banker. He went to your dad for it. Maybe Jesus wanted somebody to bake him a birthday cake on his birthday, December 25th, 00000. He took him a little early then. It's February. Well, now it's March. Oh, boy. <laughs>
Porfez. You don't even know what the month is. Mm. Jill, you're on the Run of Fest show. Hey, boys, just wanted to, uh, you know, just let you know that your pizza party has inspired me to send my husband a little pizza party at work at the shop, ordered a couple pies, sent them his way. Oh, um, that's so sweet. What kind of shop oh. is it? Uh, it's like a, uh, an auto shop. That's wonderful, Jill. And that's Small all because of Roland. Yeah. Small auto shop so he won't be pissed off that I spent the money. Just um, fiats. Anyway. Just fiats <laughs> is the only thing that he does. Deepest uh, condolences, and I just wanted to share that I, I lost a friend of mine almost three years ago, suddenly and, and tragically. And um, as uh, as recent as last week, I caught myself sending him a text message, just saying, you know, I I, I miss shit out of you. I really really miss you. So I mean, it, it, the the initial pain of it is less, but you know, I I still I still miss the hell out of him, and I still feel myself getting quite emotional when when I think about him. Mm. So you know, to each his own. I agree 100% to each its own. That's why I like when the people keep the old MySpaces or Facebook open. If that's what they want to do, that's what they want to do. If Fez wants to call his dad's cell phone just to hear his voice, now does it make you feel sad or happy? You well, feel that sad every time? Well, I end up, um, you know, just bawling. But it's like I feel I need to hear it. But you, uh, you kind of want to bawl, right? Yeah. And sometimes it feels good to cry. Yeah, because, I mean, I have cried before. You're doing an impression of your dad. I have cried before and I feel better. Yeah, but, I mean, this is just like wailing. Just like where I sob until I throw up. It's like me, like, just hearing about you like that and thinking about what a great guy. I'm going to cry a little bit on the air, and I'm sorry, everybody. <clears throat> <clears throat> Yeah, that's not crying. Is there anything wet coming out of my eyes? No, nothing. Dry as could be. <coughs> not, not a bit. <coughs> Just crying noises. Didn't you say one time that you cried so hard you farted out your eyes? Oh. I don't recall saying that. Mm. Uh, Stony Armor Hey, guys, what's going on? Ted, I just want to let you know, man, you sound absolutely amazing this week. I don't know what it is. You know, I lost my dad when I was 12 years old right in front of me. And I still have a tape of him that I still, every, you know, once in a while I'll play it just to hear his voice. You know, it's healthy. But, man, I don't know what it is. You sound absolutely amazing this week. So I want to give you props, buddy. Thank you. And it's like a lot of your problems seem to have come from your dad no. being alive. No, none of my problems came from my father living and breathing. It just seemed like it, though, because no. you're so much less happier than you are now. No, I'm not. I'm not happy about my father dying. I'm just trying to work my way through it. But if you are happy, no one judges you. Yeah, I'm. Uh, trust me, I'm not happy in the least. Still crying every day, and expect to for some time. But take that picture of me and Fez off there. It looks crazy. Sorry. It's just, I don't, you know what I mean? I feel like a Mussolini. Sometimes you guys just hang up fucking pictures of us. It makes me feel nuts. Carl, anytime you want, Fizzy, I'll always be here on the answer machine. You should have paid the fucking thing for it and kept it going. Kept the account up. 
Yeah, I mean, I didn't know that they were moving along so fast in Florida that this thing got taken care of already. Your mom wants to save about 18 bucks a month. Yeah, I think that's what she was going for. Um, you know, Fez, you know what might be good for you after losing your dad? What's that? Puppy. And that puppy will take the place. And then you could name that puppy dad. Uh, yeah, I don't uh I don't think a puppy is going to take the place of my father that I had for all these years. Mm. Yeah, and calling the puppy dad, that just seems really odd. Have you sm- have you tried smoking herb? Your dad ever smoked weed? I doubt it. He barely drank in the course of his life. Mm. And when he did drink, it just looked weird. Uh, Mark, you're my first. Mark. Hello? Yeah. Oh, hey. I just wanted to tell Fessy, uh, you're in good company. Opie talked about uh, calling his dad's cell phone, but I think he got away with it for like a couple of months before they turned it off. Ah, uh, so that's where Fez got that bit from. It was the one place where I, could, I thought I could hear my dad. Well, I always have the impression if you want to. You better clean up that room, young man. Clean up that room. It's not uh, bringing back memories of my father. Who wants to do presidential trivia? Raise your hand, please. Well, turn off the fucking picture, Vosix. You're trying to make me nuts. You're trying to no, fucking not. drive no, me not. crazy. No, I'm not. I don't want anyone to be crazy. Ryan doesn't want to see his picture with my son. Would you listen to my father? Uh, yes, sir. Thanks, That's an honor for you, of all people, who should know your father's voice almost as good as anybody. What are you doing about Saturday presidential trivia? Um, I'm calling my uh, therapist at 9 in the morning. You used to call your dad at 9 in the morning? Yeah. Why so early? He was always up. I, I could have called him three hours earlier. He would have been up. You're an early riser, too? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I always was. I thought you were up all night. Uh, Steve, you're on one of Hey, guys. Yes, Stevie. Hey, how are you? Fezzy, you sound great. Who I does? don't know what it is. Obviously, I wish nothing happened to you, but you're sounding fantastic. I noticed it right from the beginning, too, Fez. Right from Jump Street. I mean, I was with you the night that your dad passed away. Yeah. You came out of there and were hysterical. You did about 20 minutes that would just have me on the fucking floor. I'm not even making it up. He Remember what you... Do you remember that night? I... Started re- busting your dad's balls about different... Saying about how much no. soda that he drank. Really? And you and your, yeah. You and your brother said that you were embarrassed because somebody worked that you knew at the supermarket and said that they hated what your dad... <laughs> When your That's dad right. came, because he would buy all this soda. <laughs> My dad had to stock up on everything and anything. Yeah. That I've never heard a person say I'm out of potatoes more than my father used to say it. I'm worried. We're low on potatoes right now, everybody. He, uh, so I'm going to leave this answer machine. He made a daily potato run to the store. Do you remember the last thing that your dad said to you? Yeah, it was, I love you. Oh, what do you want, dude? That's yeah. great. Because it was, um, we were leaving the hospital mm-hmm. and just told each other that uh, we loved each other on the way out. Oh. 
What's that O part? I don't know. All families are different, I guess. That's like that's a fairly normal thing to say. Mm. Well, my dad always says to me, make sure you call your mother. I'm sure she cares. <laughs> so yeah, it was uh yeah, his um his last words to me were I love you, his last words that he spoke were I feel like I'm going to heaven. That sounds to me like we're going to have a song written for your family. I feel like I'm going to heaven. Sounds like oh. a nice, fun love song. Sounds like a country hit. I feel like I'm going to heaven. I feel like I'm going to heaven. I don't know if my dad should sing it. I better get a lot more soda potatoes. With love on everything. I just looked at the comfort in the cupboard. Did you know that these recent cups come in the small sizes? I feel like I'm going to heaven. That would be nice if we had a song for him. Sure. Maybe let your sister sing it, since you didn't let her do anything else. Mm. Here's Brian. Brian, you're on Fez. Hey, Ron. Hey, Fez. <laughs> um, Fez, first of all, uh, you know, uh, sympathies and condolences. Um, thank you for sharing, you know, some of your father's life with us. He sounds like a, an amazing man, and we probably all do a little bit better for emulating him. Uh, I just wanted to ask if um, if you had any uh, videos or pictures or recordings of him when you were down in Florida, so you can kind of, you know, look at them and look at, you know, fond memories of them for for comfort. Well, one thing that's on its way from I don't well, I don't think it's on its way yet, but it's coming up is the DVD that the funeral homes do now, mm. where, where it's like just pictures of him throughout his life, put to sad, somber music, and so I'm getting a copy of that eventually. Did you know his name? That was Dick. Oh, Fuzzy, that's your come on. No, that was his name. His name was Richard, and he went by Dick. Were you ever embarrassed of that when you were younger? Oh, always. Now you I, feel bad? Yeah, yeah, because I actually used... This is my father, Dick, and my mother, Balls. I my... would even try to get away with either saying Mr. or Richard. This is my father, Mr. H. Because I know what you're going through right now, because my dad went down in the Titanic... He did? Yeah. I didn't know that. My mom let him let go of them. They were both holding onto a board out there. So, whatever. There's nothing you can do about it. And later underwater, he caught two lobsters with his fucking bare hands. That's the way Titanic ended. With Jack grabbing a lobster in each hand and just going like this. Oh, look at the world. Like little bubbles are coming oh, cool. up. Oh, the cook of the world. And taking a big bite out of fucking raw lobster. Jesus. The tail, I hope. Uh, John, you're on the fence. Actually, it's Jim Ron. Um, I was going to mention, I think I heard Fez say once that his dad owned a restaurant in Lakeland, Florida. Yes, and Denny's. Really horrible. I'm sorry? He, he owned a place called Denny's. Oh, <laughs> 
Well, I heard Willie Horton talking in an interview a couple days ago about how tough it was because it's the 75th anniversary of the Tigers training there. And he was talking about there was one restaurant that would allow black people in it, and he was so appreciative of that. And I just thought it was a cool story. Yes, Fez's, I know that was Fez's dad. Fez, Fez's dad owned a place called Food for Darkies. And this is, of course, at the time in Florida, that wasn't considered a bad thing to say. I mean, it was the 90s, so things were different. That's where you got the phrase, we're out of potatoes. Um, here's Joe. Joe, you're running Fez. Ronnie B. Fez, Food for Darkies. That's my favorite place to visit when I'm down there, by the way. Um, Fezzy, my condolences, man, and, and you do sound great. I don't want to hop on everybody's bandwagon. You but, sound unbelievable. Yeah. Does, um... But does anybody see the irony in the fact that Fez was embarrassed to call his dad Dick? No. <laughs> you don't see, see the it. irony there? No. Okay. Guess it's just me then. See what is the irony? Don't point it out to us, Joe. Well, you know, he was he was embarrassed to call his dad Dick, and yet also embarrassed to uh, embrace it, so to speak. What's wrong with you when a person is mourning their father? You got to compare him to a penis. Oh, what oh. kind of fucking person are you? Go Phils, goddammit. Go uh. Phils. Hex, I noticed that you laughed at me yesterday for signing that thing. Go Phils. No, I'm just saying, you know, just let's not jinx anything here. No, it's a fucking lock, dude. We're going all the way. No losses. Yeah, sweep, sweep the postseason too. Where's Carter? He's coming. He's he's coming up right now. I was about to write a little note there. What? I was about to, about to write you know that Carter is coming up. Why don't you just say it into a microphone? No, oh, okay. Carter's coming up. Please. I don't want everybody to know our business. Right, I'll write that down then. Why is everyone going to make fun of my, my name? What are you doing now to kind of soothe yourself at night, Fez? Um, one thing I'm doing is I, I had some of my father's shirts here, uh, cause he'd come up on vacation. I've put one over my pillowcase that I'm sleeping on. Uh, this, yeah. Why? I don't know. Just, uh, it's the, it's the only way I can feel like close to him. You still smell him on there? I, my dad was a guy who really poured on the cologne. Mm. So I mean, it's yeah, it's in it's in a suitcase, it's in everything that he's got. We uh, we used to let the dog sleep on my dad's um, like jacket when he went away. So maybe it's the same thing. Yeah. So you're using your dad's shirt as a pillowcase. Yeah, yeah. I don't know for how long. I mean, I do laundry this weekend, but I don't know. I, I don't see myself giving it up right now. Do you ever, like, use the other shirts like pajamas? Like, put your feet through the sleeves? No, I haven't worn any of his clothes. Mm. Then we start to get into Norman Bates type areas, I think. That's okay. Do you let yourself get into the... Like fond memories of childhood, or is that still too hard? No, I start to drift there, and yeah, it's it's hard, but it kind of goes on automatic pilot there. Sure.
But you, are you saying you'd rather not remember? No, no, no. That's that's all I want to do is remember. What? I want. I mean, sometimes it's best just to let that happen, and think back to the time your dad threw a ball to you and you dropped it, or put you on a bike and pushed it and you fell off, or came home and said, "Who ate all the cream puffs? Where's the fat girl?" Maybe that'll help you. Yeah, there's too many of those memories. Or when you were 29 and still living at home, your dad screaming at you, why aren't you married? And I've got his picture, you know, as my computer wallpaper. Well, if you ever feel bad, I'm a pretty good artist. And I always uh, can draw a picture of your dad like this for you anytime at all that you like. All right, that's uh, just a stick figure, Ron, mm-hmm. uh, wearing a top hat and carrying a cane. Right. Seems good. Yeah, to my dad didn't do either one of those, and he and it looks nothing like him. He wasn't a stick figure. Hold on, I just add it because I'm updating. Uh huh. There's a halo. And a cloud. Oh, okay. All right. That's so. My dad's wearing a top hat and carrying a cane in heaven. Right. <laughs> I guess he'd like that. He always liked to dress up. I'm even going to give him a. He was quite the clothesman. He was. Your dad always had on pants. I never saw him that he wasn't wearing pants. That's good to know. Mm. Um. Let's go over here, to Jonathan. Hey guys, uh, so you sound like a million bucks, man. Uh, and uh, it's good, good that you're back. I wanted to call and let you know, to tell you a story. A number of years back, uh, my grandmother actually died on my birthday. And, uh, but every year, instead of it kind of being this type of thing where I, where I look back in grief, I look back at kind of how it brought my family together, um, our, you know, at that time. And every year we kind of just do a celebration, um, to also celebrate, you know, her life and things like that. And so I just want to share that story with you and, and maybe give a suggestion for you. So, Whatever it comes I don't understand what he's suggesting. Year. Do you, Fess? I think he wants me to have a cake on the day my uh, every year on the day that my dad died. Is that no, it? Just, just instead of mourning it, celebrate it whenever it comes around. Hmm. Well, why don't we give him time for that till he feels like celebrating? <laughs> right now, he's not there. I, I don't feel like just lighting some candles on a cake right now to celebrate. And cake's difficult anyway, because my uh, father always baked the cakes. So now you don't ever want to eat cake again? Well, it's just when I think about cake, I think about my father. Right. So, I haven't... Oh, trust me, I'm sure the cake wound won't last very long, among the others. You ate cake when you came over to my house? Yeah. Mm. The night that you got off the plane. See? There's cake down at the pizza party, too. But to actually have one on February 24th just seems probably not the way for me to go. Mm. Well, let's go over to Jordan. You're running Fez. What's up, guys? Uh, I just wanted to give my condolences to Fezzy. Um, I lost my dad when I was 13. I'm 23 now. And... Uh, 
you know, it takes a long time to get over, but uh, I want to say definitely normal for calling you that cell phone. I mean, I have a video from when I was in elementary school and went to the Bahamas, and, uh, you know, sometimes I pop that in just to see see my dad and remember how he was before he got sick and all that. So, you know, hang in there, and, uh, you know, you guys sound great, all right? Thanks, man. Yeah, I know it's awful, because I have no idea where, like, the home movie videos are or anything. I'll just let you have some from me and my family. There's, oh, a, there's a dad. Here's a whole movie that might help you. Hi, everybody. I hope you like the ten. That's your drawing of the stick figure, and you're just moving it around really fast. <laughs> and adding a soundtrack. Remember when your dad said this? She bit her dog, did she? <clears throat> no, I don't remember that. Is this a good impression of your dad? Hello, everyone. I'm physicist. Nah, not not too close. Who spoke at the funeral? Did you say anything up there? No, no. There's like a rule at my parents' Lutheran church. No one talks but the, pre- the but the preacher. Yeah. So there was four different pastors, and uh, boring the shit out of everybody, right? And um, one pastor read a letter from my uh, dad's brother. That was his part in it. And it was basically how my dad caused trouble, got my brother into trouble, I got his brother into trouble, and it was only my uncle that got punished for it. So it just seemed like a get-it-off-your-chest thing, not really so much of a homage or eulogy. This is what other people's memories sound like to me. Boring, boring, ba-ba-ba-ba-boring. It was a fairly short letter, so that was good. They kept it moving. I always like to say this to people. Shut up. Stop talking and shut up. And then we had the bagpiper. Uh, we got to take a break here. When we get back, Carter is going to be here, along with Rob Cross, mm-hmm. with a point counterpoint. What's wrong with music versus what's wrong with radio? Can't wait. Yeah, it's going to be great. Right back. Random Fed Show. You're Jizza, the genius. Right. And you're Rizza, a.k.a. Bobby Dizzy. Yeah, you know it's a Bobby, yo. You know it's a Bobby. And you're Bill Murray. Bill Brownhog Day Ghost Busting Ass Murray. Who you gonna call? I know. Just don't kill me. It's the Random Fed Show today. We're talking new uh, music. Um, with two guys that say, no, not only is rock and roll not dead, like we hear from a lot of people who call this show, but they both think that it's in healthy shape. Carter's here from Dovecoat um, Records is the name of it, Dovecoat yes. Records. Yes. And, of course, Rob Cross is here. And, Rob, your radio station that you do besides this one? Uh, it's Sirius XMU. It's 26 on Sirius 43 on XM. And you're only doing mu- new music there? Uh, no, we we play at kind of the spectrum of, you know, um, I'd say like late 70s through now, but concentration on brand new. And, and you're saying that you don't think that rock is in an unhealthy place? Um, I mean, it depends on your definition of rock. If you have a, a, a real linear definition of rock with guitars, that might be in kind of an unhealthy place. But as far as music goes, not at all. I mean, right now, like, I, I you know, I'm sure you have thoughts on this, but... 
I mean, people don't, you don't need a record company, you don't need a big operation. You can get your music from your brain on, you know, to people quicker than you ever could before. That's really level the playing field for a lot of creative people. Maybe you can, but you can't become kind of a rock and roll star, do you think, Carter? By- yeah, I don't know. I think what you said, the definition thing, is like totally true in that, um, you know, use. We were talking about this the other day in our office that music is interesting because it's like the only form of art that people argue about the most. You know, like everyone thinks their band is like the best band or what they listen to is the best music. So, right. you know, we're probably going to play songs later or whatever. And there's going to be people who are going to call up and tell you that that was like, you know, the worst piece of shit they'd ever heard. And they love, you know, Led Zeppelin. But like there aren't really bands that sound like Led Zeppelin anymore. So it's like if you're looking for rock music with the guitars, there's, there's not a lot that's going to sound like the traditionally huge Rock bands mm-hmm. on our like indie yeah. world, but on the, you know the commercial areas, there's massive, you know, kind of. So tell me what makes something the indie world. Tell me what you guys are looking for, because Rob, you're not looking for the same songs that get played on terrestrial radio, right? No, that's no, nothing that interests you. Well, I mean, because that's there's plenty of that on terrestrial radio, and there's plenty of that even on Sirius XM. You know, I'm looking for things that struggle to get airplay but have a. A growing fan base, they are emerging artists, and and music that has some sort of you know usually kind of groundbreaking or interesting edge to it. Yeah, and I think a lot of times the companies that are funding that or, or helping release that in no way have the money to do a, a commercial radio campaign to like get it on the huge right. top forty. That's like absurd amounts of money. So. Oh yeah, convincing those people to play a record is. I mean, it takes hundreds of thousands of dollars. Oh yeah, for the times. for the big really big hit, you you know, to go on all modern rock radio or whatever. That's why the big companies still exist, just because. It's so expensive. And the big companies are never going to go away. I don't think so. Some kind of big company. They're, yeah, I mean, they downsize a lot, but not, you know, some of them are still doing well, and, and they cut totally different deals now, where like, um, they'll give you, if you're an artist, they'll give you a ton of money up front, mm-hmm. and they'll take a percentage of everything. Kind of like those, like those Live Nation deals you read about, where it's like, oh, your show revenue, your merchandise, every, it's all like tied into one. Yeah. And then, it's, and then there's the whole thing, like you said, there's the people who like self-release, but that it also, I think, can only go so far. There's always like, you know, the hit stories of it, but there's lots of people with like, you know, on iTunes and whatever. Right. And, but yeah. didn't it also used to be illegal for the record company to take any of the touring money? I think back in the old days, it had to be kept... Uh, Oh, Separate. maybe. I don't know. I always hear stories of, like, there's laws that a manager's technically not supposed to book a show, and that's right. why they have booking agents. Yeah, I don't it know. seems like that's gone out the window, though. Yeah, right? I don't think it's, any, it's totally like, yeah, I don't think anyone cares. There's crazy kinds of deals being Yeah, some, in some cases, the management is the record company, and then in some cases, you know, they're even the talent, the, the booker. Yeah, know, no, I mean, we have, the promoter. there, there I mean, are bands that in our, in our company is a little bit of, like, a group, and there's a management company that's a dude who was, who, who manages these great bands we wanted to work with, and he just said, I don't want to be a manager. I'd rather release records, so we kind of molded into one. Um, he does, you know, anything's like the legality negotiation and stuff. He doesn't really deal with as much because mm-hmm. that just gets weird. You know, he's, you know, just like him working there and representing the artist. So usually we do it through a lawyer or directly with the artist. How many bands do you have right now? Uh, active, I think we have like five or six. Five yeah. bands and a lot uh, of new ones. Yeah. Too, so. At at what point would you like to say, "Here's how many bands I want"? At oh, like at any given time? Yeah. Uh, I like having. Maybe like one or two more right now active, but mm-hmm. oh, I'd love to have like one of those you know websites where you just have this amazing roster of like we put this out and this out and this out. And it just takes right. time and and uh, you know finding stuff that you like. That's the hardest part. Also, I mean, I think a lot of it is like major labels will have 
you know, two dozen, three dozen bands that are working at any time. And a lot of times things will get, projects will get lost in the shuffle. And oh, like, yeah. You know, I've had friends. Like you, guys, you can work it for a year and a half, you know, or two years if that's what it takes. And a lot of times you don't get that, you know, you don't get a long, you know, yeah, totally. push like and, that. And sometimes you'll have huge hit bands that did get worked for a year and a half. That, like Maroon 5 was worked for two years off that first record yeah. before it hit radio. And then it was like, boom, now they're like the biggest, you know. Yeah biggest thing ever and then the opposite's true of like you can have a band that just comes out of nowhere and just does like huge instantly alright here is uh, Kevin if you want to talk about new music 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ Carter from Dovecote is sitting in here and of course Rob Cross not only our PD here but PD of XMU playing a lot of new music here's uh, Kevin in Houston you're on run a fez Hey, uh, I just had a question as far as the programming goes. And I've never been in radio or anything like that, but to me, it just sounds like over the past couple of years, since the two companies have merged, it's the same stuff that's being played on SM radio. You turn on SM radio, and it's the same 40 songs you put on XM on any of the channels, and well, it's some of maybe 80. Yeah, some of our channels sound that way, right, uh, Rob? I mean, isn't that the point of it? Yeah, I mean, I think there's some that, that reflect what's on the radio. It depends what town you're in, you know? I mean, if you live in, in like, Los Angeles or Seattle, you have a, a better radio variety than you do in maybe Wichita or something. Totally. And, I mean, I, I, yeah, it's, it also depends on the channels. Like, Hits 1 is it's a channel designed to play, you know, sort of the sum total of what is hit music. Because so. there are certain people who want that, that just want oh, that man. and nothing I, else. I think that's probably one of our most popular channels, believe it or not, is, is the things that you can get. Are, are are still our most popular channels. We like to think we do them a little bit better, but they're mass appeal for a reason. You yeah, know? I mean, there's and there's people who absolutely want that. Like there's people who are, like uh, you know we aggressively listen to music, and there's people who just you know want to hear that song while they're you know getting ready or whatever. It's very much more passive, like you know the way music exists in their environment. So a lot of people like repetition. They like hearing a sound. Like you know, I was in Dayton, Ohio, a few years ago, and I was like, "What's modern rock in Dayton?" You know, Dayton terrestrial radio sound like, and every song sounded the same. Like, every song was just like big, like rock, you know, in that like style. a well, like super well produced Pearl. Yeah, band. exactly. Kind of yeah, like, like know, Nickelback so style, like just yeah. over the time. There's so many bands that are doing it. Being in New York and being in indie music and listening to XMU and you know reading Pitchfork or whatever, I don't. Uh, know who they are but they're doing huge and, and that's why when you look at SoundScan every week you're like who is this band how did they sell this many where <laughs> yeah, was it coming yeah. from like, right. and, and that's and that's like you'll think that no one likes this band and then all of a sudden boom out of nowhere they're just you know selling huge because they're on the radio in, in just these markets you don't even think of so people can still go out there and beat the bushes like the old days where you could like there was a way I guess that you could get big in certain markets oh, and not Others, yeah. We've only done one like actual commercial radio campaign, and it's like, you know, you go out there. St- there are stations, even though they're terrestrial, lean towards newer stuff. You know, like there's some in Boston. There's and there, some of them are in really weird. Well, that's not just public radio, right? Yeah, there is some of that too. But in terms of like actual like a commercial listed on yeah, like commercial oh. rock or like alternative, they call it or whatever. Um, there are some that do play cool stuff, and also a lot of those ones on the weekends have, you know, what are called specialty shows, where it really is like DJ's choice can play whatever right. they want, and th- those are shorter shows. But um, anyway, going back to for only doing that once, it was like, oh, we need to get this city, and hopefully we can get the spins up here, and and that will hopefully translate to that city, and that's really how a lot of these like bands that were like super indie rock and now are huge 
on a you know commercial like a commercial level that's how they start it's like they get a few here a few there and then it all just comes together you get that one you get that one big one and then everyone jumps on board apparently i've never experienced it right but <laughs> you're you're how long in the business now i i technically i started yeah. it when i was in college but i would say really pushing it like four four to five years maybe six seven total but. and you're in for long haul there's for Try, you, trying to be yeah yeah for you though I mean, you feel like this is your life's work, and I, yeah, I definitely love creative arts. I, you know, I do have other involvement in certain other things, much less than music. But music's the only thing I was ever good at growing up, but or it, I liked. But you want to, uh, you want to work in in this field. I mean, it wants to be creative arts, like movies and TV yeah, yeah. and stuff. I, I, I like it. It gets a little old, you know. There's there's a bit of a grind to it and a hustle that that can sometimes get a little overwhelming. Um, well, particularly if you said like, if you suddenly get interested in TV, you get that one show that could stay on for years totally. and is something, you know, it could feed everything else. But with music. It's you so don't fast. And, yeah. and if you do lucky enough to get like a career band, like mm-hmm. you get like a Nickelback. Yeah, right? or yeah, like Arcade Fire, any of these bands that are just, you know, they're going to be around for a long while. Like, you know, that's that's what most record companies bank on is like that 3% of their releases that just hit so big that they make, uh, you know, the revenue negate the for losses everybody. out of the Yeah, other they, other they make the money for everybody. And then they start to complain. Yeah. <laughs> then they all start to bitch about it. All right, I'm going to play a uh, song for you, and I, I, I think you guys are going to like it. It's brand new. See if you like it. <laughs> See, I think this would work. All right, let's listen to some of your uh, songs. Uh, Carter, why don't you give us the first one? And you're um, saying, here's somebody new yeah, and I happening. Only brought, I only brought one song of a band that I rep because I didn't want to mm. be like Plug Dude or you whatever. You could be Plug Dude. Um, but I want to, I mean, I brought, God, what kind of little kind of thing you feeling? You want something? Anything at all. I mean, first of all, I want to see if we can make Rob Cross go, huh, that's interesting. Uh, I'm ready to chase this record. I brought, I don't know. Uh, if it's uh, been, just because uh, Carter's a friend of the show, I'm ready to chase all of them. Just, just, <laughs> just bring them all, Carter. Well, um, all right, I'm going to play something else that's not mine first. Uh, I brought the new TV, oh, Earl Douglas called, shout out, TV on the radio. Oh, released sure. Released a new track. I don't know if it's formally out yet. I yeah, I, it, well, we play it. You I have, almost okay. brought that. I'm glad I didn't. Man, that song is a jam. It's called Will Do. I guess the record comes out in May or something. And, all right, for a matter of time, we won't play all the songs so we'll just try to get a taste of yeah, them yeah. so let's let's uh pick up on this tv on the radio Choice of words 
people don't know them because art is like a trickle-down thing. Yeah. So it's like, you, we might have bands that just sound so whacked out and weird to you, but that could influence someone who influences someone who builds a small scene around it, whatever, and eventually it's going to trickle down into the mainstream. But we were talking about when we have to explain to people what we do for a job, it's like, oh, you work in music, are you in a band? No. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, you work with bands, and then it's like, who do you work with? And we'll name them, and a lot of the time, you know, if it's some dude right. bro in a bar, they're going to be like, well, are they any good? And it's like, that's crazy that you would ask that. Like, no, I work with bands that are complete <laughs> shit, and I just think they're terrible. But I, it's very funny that the people that you say you want to reach first because they're on top of things, they're also the people who want to shut the door behind them. So it's not like they they almost can become like the worst type of people yeah. to spread things. It's like gatekeepers, basically. Yeah, like- exactly a good point. It's a gatekeeper. Like, this is cool, but it's not for you, Rob. No, you wouldn't true. like it because yeah, yeah, you're yeah. in Phoenix. Yeah. Yeah, it's <laughs> true. You know? And they're early on, they're early off, which is a problem we have at XMU. You know? Right. Like, when do we play an artist less because they've gotten a bigger fan base which you know on one hand like there's still a good band you know that like kings of leon is a good example there's still a good band it's just that now they have such a massive following that that space is kind of more needed by somebody by another up-and-coming artist and you know it's just when to sort of you know seg them off and onto their own thing and and what's cool like we have we have the future heads which you guys played a bunch and we had was cool about xmu is they played a different track than like alt nation was crushing the main single Mm -hmm. like over the summer it was like hundreds and hundreds of spins and then xmu was like oh yeah we'll play that one too but we think this one's better for our audience and so it was cool that like you got they like it wasn't like oh here's the song to work they kind of self-curated like um, we like this song more, and like I don't, you know, I have no. Who makes that decision? You, Rob, or you? Yeah, got- that, that's me. But I kind of do it by it's sort of the wisdom of crowds. Usually, you know, you just use the internet. The, the internet's a great uh, tool for finding music and for sort of you know watching it. Um, distinguish itself from the clutter because there's you know you go to seven or eight different sites that are you know have a good reputation for you know being used a lot and kind of being uh, uh you know front running when it comes to music and if you find a consensus there you can usually count on the fact that those are sort of the underground favorite songs you know and you can find sort of the cult favorite tracks like with future heads the ones people are actually downloading and sharing and then you know we tend to favor those tracks on xmu it seems like too much work. You guys too much work. <laughs> you can do it in twenty minutes. Yeah? I like to just go. Here's the shit I like. Here's the shit I like, and I'll complain about it. All right, let's play one of yours now, Rob. Who's somebody you want to stay? Um, I, you know, I, I brought in a couple of things that are just you know have started in indie or are still indie and, and have started to get over mainstream. The first one uh, I thought you guys might get a kick out of is a band called Sleigh Bells, who are a Brooklyn band and. You, some of their music's showing up in car commercials and yeah. cell phone commercials now. Everybody's and, doing that right away now, right? It's no longer a sellout. That's the money maker. Radio is the way yeah. play music, right? So that one makes money, and two gets your song in front of an enormous oh, yeah. audience. There, so. There's there's two new ways of doing it. Like one is commercials. I mean, we have whole departments of of companies that like we sign agreements with that just pitch constantly. And you know, getting it in a TV show, you'll see a sales bump or new people be like, "I heard you on that show." Gossip Girl, huge. Right. Yeah, we you know, and like all a lot of the those like CW shows uh, or like or any of those shows, but commercials are great because it's like radio play. I mean, albeit thirty seconds, but it's played way more. Yeah. Than, it's, uh, but it is so crazy how fast it happens. Because I remember when we brought up uh, Janelle Monae, yeah. Rob. There was people in the halls that didn't know her, and then. Three weeks after she was here, she was like, you could hear him when you're in Target. Yeah, yeah you know, right. it was nuts. 
So were people like, yeah, but she's like, isn't she like a Starbucks kind of? And you're like, what? I didn't even know yeah. the record was even out. That and now long. the weird thing is that with commercials sometimes, it'll take, now people will go backwards. They'll hear Janae, Janelle Monae's next album. They'll go, oh, she's that girl from that commercial yeah, or right. whatever. And they'll connect the dots and then it'll break a lot bigger than it would have had she not done something. And, like that, that. and that's what you're gunning for. Like, you know, from the label side, that's what you're gunning for that groundswell of like, oh my God, in a month, all this crazy stuff happened. Boom, we're there. That's right. what you want. Like, you can't. There, there is no way to guarantee it unless you're willing to spend an absurd amount of money. Mm. Um, you know, like a lot of pop acts over the years, not so much now, but it's like they're just like bullied into popularity because it's like, no, this project is going to be huge. Like when New Kids and people like that broke. I mean, there was like millions of dollars. Yeah. Well, and... that was also like the highest selling period of CDs like in the yeah. history of like recorded music was that like n- end of 90s. It was just the revenue. I mean, I was, you know, s- still in school, but mm-hmm. uh, just reading, having to learn about it, when, you know, going to school for music was just insane of like the money that was spent on like, you know, videos that cost $2 million, which don't happen anymore. And yeah. it's, it's kind of like, you know, over the top. It's weird. It's that, it's that top down, like the music business, particularly in the 90s, was very top down. You know, it was this is what we want you to like. We'll spend yeah. a lot of money to get you to like it. Now it's very bottom up. And I don't know about, you know, you, but now, like, when I see a band who's a baby band, like a new band, and I don't see anything from them on the internet, and they just pop up on commercial alternative stations. It smells funny to me. You yeah. know what I mean? It's just like, how can something be that good with all these means of getting their music out and all these music fans out there, and it not have any sort of grassroots bubbling up popularity yeah. and just come boom, top down? It's just, uh, it, it always smells weird. You know? Where do you think that comes from then? Somebody uh, makes I think it- it's because people are, you know, are. In bands, and you know, they have friends who do A and R, whatever. They form a band before they even play out. They've gotten their demos to a lawyer who gets it to their friend at a record company, who's got a big producer on it. So you know, they the the first time this thing sees the light of day is from a major label, and like I, you know, I, I don't know that that route works all that well anymore. Sometimes it does, but all like, right, we'll go out into our break with one of yours. What do you want to yeah, play let, for let's, us? Uh, let's try sleigh bells. This is really really bizarre. Um, it's very overdriven. It's like garage rock meets uh, hip-hop meets, like, Nine Inch Nails or something, and uh, it's, it's, they've sold about 100,000 records with no... Yeah, we'll go out with one of yours, we'll come back with one of Carter's Serenity Fest show.
All right, that is something new from Carter. Uh, tell us a little bit about him, Carter. Uh, that's our uh, new band we have called Hooray for Earth from uh, Brooklyn and, and Boston. And uh, that's about to come out in May, the first week of May, I think. Mm-hmm. They're playing our party. Or they're playing all over South by Southwest for any Austin people. Um, and, you know, they they just make this crazy music that I just had never heard, heard anything like it. And we I knew about them for years as a Boston band because I used to work with other bands in Boston. And, and a friend of ours who's a really, the guy who mixed the record is a really big engineer in the indie rock world. Like he does all the, you know, a lot of the stuff that gets played on XMU. Right. And he, his studio was a block from my house. And he was like, you have to come over and hear this. And he came over and played us this EP. It didn't have that song on it, but it was this EP we released, you know, uh, that was already Apple. We re-released it last year and they've been working on that. And, and then when, when the band delivered, uh, that track we were all like oh my god like I, i'd never heard anything like yeah. that that's kind of the response we're getting from you know we had we've been on the pitchforks playlisted like twice there's lots of people asking about it it's been a little bit in new york times and spin all of spin just came out and saw the show on tuesday in brooklyn and so you know this is a band that you know it's one of the only like bands that we have right now a lot of our, our artists right now are, are um Solo artists like right. one dude. We have another band from England that we're just started developing as well. But uh, yeah, no, this is it. Like this is what we're right now really. Pushing Rob, you were loving that when oh, I saw you were asking for it. Ah, uh, yeah, you'll, you'll be able to hear that on uh, repeat on XMU in the next few days. Now, it's what like, do you do, Rob? About you know being in radio. Obviously, a guy like Carter wants to get everything known out there. But there are always going to be a certain amount of any audience who's going to be against anything new. You know what I mean? Like, if Nirvana come out today, people were like, no, wake me up when this is over. You always have those kind of, I don't want to call them knuck-draggers, but they they don't even like new music by the bands that they've liked for 10 years. Yeah, that's a good, well, I think, you know, therein lies the argument for, for satellite radio, really, right? I mean, right. if you want to hear things you know you like, you could probably do that on Lithium, or you could do it on Boneyard or something. But with XMU, you kind of opt in to being, you know, offended every now and then by some shitty music. I mean, I, I, we were talking about it, you know, during the break. I, I, I like people to dislike a good portion of the music we play because it's interesting. It's not supposed to be, you know, you know you're not supposed to... It's not like being in a Dwayne Reed where there's just some background music <laughs> right. on. You know, you, you, you want to be you really, really love stuff or really, really not like it. And, you know, we shoot for those high highs and low lows. So, you know, we'll play things that people just don't like just for, you know, for the fucking And it. also, you, I would say that station has the most active, aggressive music fans of any station on, on Sirius XM at all. Like, because it's all new stuff. So they're going to let you know if they hate it or they think it's stupid or they want to hear it again. Yeah, well, like, Sleigh Bell is the song we wanted to break with. People, we were getting hate mail on that for three months. People thinking their radios are fucked up or mm-hmm. there's something wrong with our, the way we process our signal. It's supposed to sound like that. You know, when we play... Well, we play hip-hop artists on XMU, people get offended, but there's interesting hip-hop out there, and it doesn't get played anywhere else, and we'll play it. And, and I mean, the, the act headlining our South by Southwest party is a, you know, like, is Big Frida, who's a sissy bounce artist from New Orleans. I don't really release hip-hop or whatever, but in, in, in that world of indie rock, it's funny, hip-hop is coming in a lot more now. And it's weird that people are kind of going going against that especially after reading all the same outlets that you know we were talking about earlier everyone's talking about you said you're saying you started playing odd future and yeah. bands like that but it's weird to have these kids who are being told not told but they're reading about it and then they're going still no i don't want to hear it not at all right. when you worked in terrestrial you were much more conservative though right yeah Rob, I, mean, I mean you you, you would have lost your job if you went go ahead and hate it 
for a while. Yeah, you yeah, know? you kind of yeah, you had to be. It was a different world then as well. I mean, I've been here five years, and things have just niched out even further and further, and the internet's taken on more prominence when it comes to music discovery for people. So I, there's just no, you know, I play bands like. I, I mean, I am continually shocked that the bands I play now debut top ten, whether it's an LCD sound system, Arcade Fire, Black Keys, Vampire Weekend. All these bands really struggled for airplay out of the box when they released new albums. And it's like we know from using the Internet and watching television, their music shows up on soundtracks. It shows up on commercials. They have a fan base. They can play, if not the garden, like Arcade Fire can twice, two nights in a row. They can right. play very big theaters in a lot of places. And terrestrial radio still won't play it. And you're sitting here yeah. like, where is this disconnect? There's reality. And then there's the shit pile you hear on, you know, or that you see on a, on a radio chart. And you're like, what, <coughs> you know, what? I don't understand this. Why aren't radio stations playing music people actually consume? So I'm sitting here sometimes like, I can't believe the bands I'm playing on XMU are this big. And how much longer can this go on? How much longer can the world not just you know acknowledge it's that whole word of mouth thing though like that's you were talking about i was just listening right before i had to hop on the train again you were talking about where do you find new music i couldn't hear a lot of it right. but i think most people lo they love the word of mouth they love it when their friend plays it in their car because that feels organic to them people don't like reading about it like getting served an ad or being forced to hear it you know um i think that turns a lot of people off i mean it, it works as well but yeah. I don't know, like, those bands are all word-of-mouth bands. Like, you know, LCD Sound System, James Murphy, like, helped invent the idea of, like, Brooklyn hipsterdom because he produced right. some of the first bands that were in that whole uh, in that whole movement. Yeah, but, we should probably back up and say that for those who don't recognize the name, when you hear the Ron and Fez show every day, the song you hear it start with is North American Scum by yeah. LCD Sound System. Which is the second record, too, which was even was, he was doing really well back then, you know. And now he's, you know, retiring the name, and I didn't get a chance to get tickets to any of, like, the last seven shows he booked, right. you know. Because they suddenly were $500,000 a ticket. Yeah. It was, like, he crazy prices. He wrote a great blog post on his site about uh, how they never thought it would sell out, and then it sold out in, like, five minutes. Um, and he was so angry at the scalpers that he went and immediately, they couldn't get a second night at the Garden, so he immediately went and they booked, like, six shows in a row at Terminal 5, which is, like, a 3,000-cap room, mm -hmm. in addition, which all sold out in a day as well. And that's the um, thing, right? Like, you would go to Akron, or wherever you would go, not to pick on Akron, but you would drive <laughs> around, and you would never hear an LCD song on the radio. And we're talking about a band who had six shows or whatever, sells out arenas. It's like, that's that's the thing. That's why people, I think, believe... If you don't look for it, you're like music is in a is in a horrible spot right now. You know, there's just no big bands and it, nothing interesting gets played. <laughs> we got over there. The run. walls are falling down piece <laughs> yeah. by piece. It's played on the radio, and then you got these bands who are, who are legitimately big, have a, a huge fan base, and can't you know buy airplay. I think that it won't. I would argue, well, I'd like not argue, but I'd say it's because terrestrial stations are, are so worried about demographics that it all needs to sound the same, and it's like what are, what are our listeners going to like? You know, throwing something in like that—that that, all those bands, Arcade Fire, LCD, LCD Sound are very out of left field. It, well, yeah, it's they're a, truly original in what they're doing. I, but. Yeah, I think the goal is to uh, be le least objectionable. I think mm -hmm. you know, at less than good. And when it comes to things like XMU, our goal is to be as good as possible. If people turn it off, then that's okay. But and also, I mean, it's a different we're case. lucky to live in like the, one of the culture hubs of the world in New York. Yeah. So like all these bands, you can just go see. They're all—they're all, they're all going to tour through. You can go see them. There's, you know, Brooklyn is 
like the biggest capital of like you know whatever alt culture or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Um, so you know when you're kind of in the the biggest area of the country that has it, it's weird when I travel and I go see the uh, like what's the Brooklyn of mm-hmm. Seattle like and that's okay you go to Capitol Hill or whatever. Right. And it's like so small. It's just, it's just very it's kind of shocking you know or like you go to Los Angeles and you go to Silver Lake or Echo Park or whatever. Yeah. Similar area like you know a lot of young artists young you know creative professionals or whatever. It's just still different. It's always smaller and you you forget that so much of this music comes from Brooklyn. Bands move there, you know, to to, to get discovered on my indie level, which is just so weird. Isn't it also weird though? Is all those places that you're you're talking about have probably just as many people who have like hate for Silver Lake or whatever section of Portland yeah. and and Brooklyn gets this out of touch thing, which Again, I think goes back to that we're afraid of new, certainly once certain people get to be a certain age, anything new to them just reminds them of their own death and unhitness. Yeah. Or like, yeah, I, I think familiarity is a big thing with music. Like, actually, a couple of weeks ago, Fez, you said something that was amazing. You said, like, I know, I know a lot of people who like just aren't that into music, but right. Fez said that that you rewatch TV shows. I totally do that as well. Like, I'll sit and like run through something else that's not music for me. Music, I'm always looking for new stuff mm-hmm. and, and always revisiting records I love. But I'll do the same thing for familiarity of like, I will sit and watch, you it, know, it's a like, weird marathon of a show that I forgot was on. You well, know? it's why you would make your mother read you the same stories over and over right. when you're a little kid it's just it's not done for entertainment but just done for comfort yeah you have this weird like connotation to like whatever memory you have i have yeah. that with songs if i hear a certain song i can tell you this song reminds me of sitting in this park in this city or whatever when i listen to it that one time and that's why people tend to love when they act like you know what the best era was and you could almost tell when they went to high school and college because they yeah. will tell you. And basically what they're saying was newness was great to me then, yeah. but now they're afraid it, of isn't it. Isn't it age 24 when you stop actively consuming things? I think it's like 17 to 24, you're like real serious um, new art you know, and yeah. taste-making years. And then anything after that, it just goes and down. See, even then, I don't know, because some people who decide, you know, there are some people who, who will settle down at 20. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, if you move in with a chick at 20, you're not going to concerts. <laughs> you're not checking out new bands. And then it's always funny, when you go back to... Um, like a high school reunion, you'll find out when people more or less gave up. Right. That's the it, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. the end. Oh, wait, I have a I have a reunion coming up. That's gonna be funny. You know, especially like, especially with that young group too of like, you know, that college age where everything you hear is just amazing and right. great, and everyone you meet is your next best friend because they're all searching for an identity. So I guess yeah, you're just consuming everything you can. So that you can try and find your own identity in these years where you're trying to, where you're all the same because you're, you know, whatever, you're all going to school, you're all working together, whatever. And you want to, like, differentiate yourself. Well, then there's also, like, different eras in between, like, your senior year in college and your freshman. Seems like yeah. when, once you get out of college, that could be a feel like, thir- like, oh, that wasn't too long ago. That was the 80s. Yeah. You know, but <laughs> in that time that you're in college, there's a gigantic difference between seasons. Yeah. You know, you might have been four or five affairs in between one <laughs> set of music and another. Uh, all right, let's uh, play some more. How about something of yours, Carter? What do you got for us now? Uh, let's see. What else did I bring? Uh, While we're doing that, I'll... Uh, I'll take some of uh, your calls. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 
Ron Zero Fez. If there's any music that you think that these guys should be listening to, or if you've got any questions, how to get your band on XMU, I think is a perfectly fine question. Uh, here's Santiago. You're on the Ron Fez Show. Mr. Bennington, um, long-time listener. I just, uh, this is a great subject because I've been thinking about this so much and, you know, there just doesn't seem to be an answer. Um, I, I started up probably my fifth band at, at this point. I know Colorado's not really on the map, but we're trying over here. Um, basically, I listen to a lot of, quote-unquote, indie music, uh, Dance Gavin Dance, Amorosa, bands that are going through with a tremendous following. Um, I would, you know, live and die for this kind of music, but it's never going to get played on the radio. Um, you know, and our fight is... Why are we even entering these local best of the West competitions if the music they're playing is still Green Day from '93? Um, and if I, if you wouldn't mind, I would love to turn somebody onto our band. We put a lot of money into our recording. We did our very best to make it work. Um, it's on Facebook backslash Look Our Hero, all in one word. But I would love any kind of insight on what we're supposed to do to to make this happen. All right, uh, we'll look those guys up later. And what do you guys get to say? Why? I mean, why I, are they I, out there beating the? Things uh, if nobody's going to play them. I'm not, you know, without having heard that band, it's hard to say. I don't know what kind of, you know, what genre it is. You know, that, there's those, so those many genres are, within independent music that, you those, know. Those, those bands he was naming is definitely, it's not, it's like, Dance Gavin Dance, like a more hardcore band. Emma Rosa, definitely more of like an, you know, people will hate me for saying it's like emo-y type. Mm -hmm. Like that whole younger MySpace scene. Um that stuff, I, I don't think it, it never gets airplay because it's like a it's like a culture thing. I just have, I worked in it a I, little yeah, bit, and it's and it's usually a very young thing. And really, there's, young. And there's not like, a lot of radio just targeted at, at seventeen year olds. Really, I mean that's what it comes down to. Yeah. You know, like it's kind of lost in that north of Disney, south of you know octane, <laughs> you know rock it's, world. It's also the kids who love you know they're also into like Bring Me the Horizon, like these big young. Yeah. metal bands and the way that those bands get out there is it's not going for the radio and not any of the local bands thing it's like book your own tour and if you tour 200 days a year you know and you're a full-time band the labels you love if you have a following will pick you up because in that world just from my experience in it it's all about touring it's like you need to play a ton of shows you need to sell a lot of t-shirts and, and whatever and there's a lot and, and luckily unlike any other genre that genre you can make great money on the road because all these kids it's like I would go to shows and see these similar type bands and kids would go like shopping straight yeah, sure up they do buy the they, shit out of that dude merch, kids they? are Jeez. dropping like 90 bucks a hoodie I mean it's like crazy <laughs> foil print whatever but you know these bands would just crush it in merch merchandise you know there were bands where their guarantees were you know 800 bucks but it sold out and they sold 10 grand of merch in, the, in like a a VFW hall in New Jersey or whatever. It's just really insane. Wow. That, that world in that world it is a lot easier I think to be to be a, a profitable band on the road at least. <clears throat> but see to me the weird thing is now you're going out and selling merchandise for a living instead of being a band. Yeah. I would hate to be in that aspect of yeah. it. And I remember I did an unmasked with Carlos Mencia and he said he brought up very happily that he sold more hats than anyone the year before. And I had no response. I just didn't... That's, like, shocking. That's yeah, I, I, I didn't... Uh, well, this was a few years ago. But he was very, very... When it was uh, when he had his TV show, it was popping. But it was... It's this thing that now you have to worry about merchandising when I'm fairly sure that a lot of the bands, you know, early on were like, well, we're forced into merchandising, but, you know, yeah. we wish we weren't. Uh, here's... Um, Here's Josh, you're running Fez. Hey, how you doing? Um, Good. There's a local band uh, from Seattle named KK and his Weathered Underground. I just didn't know if you guys have had any uh, rumblings about those guys. I have not. Have you, yeah, no, I haven't. Um, 
Former former members of uh, Gatsby's American Dream. You know, they're big in the Seattle Northwest area and stuff like that. Yeah, they're like I, mean, a, yeah I guess they'll still yeah they'll still be bands that, are, that exist on a local level that just don't you know like like you'll know about in your region or town, but it's, sometimes it just won't break out. Uh, here's Mike. You're on the Fez. Hey, what's up, bro? How are you doing, guys? Um, yeah, I was just calling to say that right now I'm actually doing an internship for a guy called the Jazz Lawyer. Um, he's a lawyer in the music business. He uh, He's basically, what his goal is, he's trying to get bands away from record labels because right now, with the way the radio goes, if you're on the radio, it's a real narrow scope, like the Lady Gaga's, whatever, of the world, and they have their place, but you're not really going to make money selling records. So he really works in the promotion aspect, like shows, like you were saying, merchandise. I'm working with a lot of Brooklyn area bands, and um, yeah, it's a real, it's a real good time. But really, bands who are who are trying to get signed to a record label, that kind of narrows down your scope. The record label takes such and such percentage of money, and and you're not really making money on it. The way bands are making money now is really through shows and through self promotion, through merchandise. It's kind of like that. All right, let's go over here to uh, Dylan Yarman of Fez. Hey, how you doing, bud? Good. Uh, listen, I've seen this band throwing punches in Jersey, played at VFW Hall, kind of stumbled upon it. Best band I heard in forever. Poppy, but, but punky, amazing. And apparently they toured the country and they do like you guys are saying. Selling merch, selling their own CDs, booking their own gigs. It seems like it's the only way these guys can make it. They're called Thrawn Punches? Thrawn Punches, yeah. Great fucking name. We'll give them that. Oh, I mean, all those bands in that scene, like my our favorite band in that scene, they're, they're playing our party in Texas, is this band called Trash Talk. And they're like internationally huge. And, mm-hmm. and they're friends of ours and they, you know, they... Got their. Own, I mean, they really hit it right. They got their own record label that they do all of it themselves. They do, like their merch is they literally spray paint their logo on T-shirts and kids, and kids. They love it. They love it. And like it's probably the craziest punk show you'll ever go to. Like ever. I strongly suggest if you ever see a trash talk show, stand in the back if you're not an active punk listener. But mm. uh, I've never seen people just go that crazy for for a band whose songs are literally about a minute and a half each. Hey, so you're going to be there for this? You're going down to South by Southwest. What bands are you going to be hanging out with down there? Uh, I'm going to try to see these guys out in the future. They're playing a lot of shows. Yeah. There's some fucking totally insane. They're like the highest thing on the internet right now. Uh, they're just fucking nuts. Um, then I'm going to try to see Wu-Tang's going to be down there. I'm going to try to see them. Hmm. That's an all-hip-hop South by for Hicks. Yeah. Oh, there's plenty of rock. It's street. It's going to keep it keep the street. Uh, here's Matt's got a question for Rob. Go ahead, Matt. Uh, hey, guys. I'm enjoying this part of the show because it's uh, really helpful to see uh, a station like XM that plays, well, a station like XMU that plays so much uh, different music. Outlaw Country is one of my favorite stations when I'm not listening to Bonifaz, listen to that, and it's got such a variety. They play such deep songs out of different artists' catalog. How How is, like, a station like Outlaw Country or XMU, how is that structured? How, who makes decisions on what is played? Because it seems like that some of the actual jocks like Mojo and those guys play what they want to play deep out of different artists and uh, how, how is there some kind of oversight that sort of guides what's played or does right, guys I'll let him answer that do you know if uh, I, you know I can't speak for Outlaw Country but I mean I'm sure that's the case with Mojo because I mean, Mojo's a mu- musician and you know he's I'm why sure else he would has, you have the guy if, right yeah. yeah I'm sure he has a vast amount of influence over what he plays and on XMU um, the same thing. I schedule the logs because if you had every DJ schedule their own show, it would be chaos all the time because, you know, they're in different places and locations. we got to get stuff in, you know, early so that, 
I mean, it's just logistically, it's a nightmare. But all the, the DJs have influence over what we play. And like Jenny Elsky, who does afternoons, is the first one who, um, I, anywhere I know of, uh, brought me Edward Sharp and the Magnetic Zeros, which is on this this list, um, who are a band who have just blown up over the last year. And you know, like bringing stuff in like that, you know, and then playing it a lot and seeing it take off is. You know, what makes it different than uh, a terrestrial station where you've got consultants and maybe a programmer in, I don't know, Chicago deciding what goes on the air in Pittsburgh and, you know, Philadelphia and Atlanta. So, yeah, I mean, they don't literally pick every song they play, but they have a huge influence on what gets played. All right, let's play this band. Um, Why don't you set it up, uh, Rob? Uh, Edward Sharp. um, Guys, we were talking about him in the break. He's a guy who used to be in a band called I'm a Robot out in Los Angeles. It sounded vastly different, and now they've got this, like... I mean, how would you describe it? It's, uh, dude, it's like it's like heroined out Laurel Canyon, like folk influenced. It's very '60s, like folk influenced in that like grandiose, but kind of like Mamas and the Papas way of mm-hmm. like group vocals. There's like 20 of them on stage. Yeah. I saw them at Webster Hall a few months yeah, ago. Yeah, and, and they're they're on a train tour, I think, starting in a week or two with Mumford and Sons, where they're literally getting on a train and playing at yeah, different it's, like. It's definitely got this like '60s kind of like. I don't. What's the term I'm looking for? Kind of like um, collective. Yeah, yeah it's but, like the, festival but the, music. I don't think you could do a better job than heroin out Laurel Canyon. Yeah, yeah I think that's perfect. Yeah, you're everyone gonna, knows that exact feeling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna. You'll probably recognize both of these songs. And uh, don't play the whole thing, Fez, because it's just you know you'll get a taste of it. They've both been synced in commercials. I think one uh, played a lot during the NFL season, and then one's played you know on like a car commercial or something. So hit it up, Fez. <laughs> Edward Sharp, talking new music with Rob Cross from SiriusXM's SXMU and Carter from Deathcoat Records. Um, Deathcoat? Deathcoat. <laughs> Deathcoat. Death yeah, we, had, we, had we had a metal label for a while. <laughs> that was Deathcoat? Yeah. Uh, uh, now, were you saying you're playing new music or old commercials, Fez? Because I do remind <laughs> I do know that one from the spot. That's NFL, right? Was that NFL? Yeah, I think it was. 
And, uh, and there's another one called Django, and it was on a Honda commercial that was on a lot during uh, like playoff football, I think. So you guys love music that's on commercials. We love music, then it's on commercials. Yeah. Well, the weird thing is my chick gets a lot of music from commercials. Yeah. Like suddenly she'll like, hey, I put this thing on the iPod, cause, and I'm like, what is it? Oh, and she'll only know it from the commercial. It happens constantly. Yeah. yeah. There's some bands that are like really like little bands that we know that like mm. one, of, one of the bands I brought in they got like before they were signed they were in a Target ad it was like national yeah so it can't happen it's great I mean if you're an unsigned band and you get this huge check from a you know for a commercial I here would be a good thing is like who's got the best year at what product because Target's done pretty well for themselves yeah. right. And who else has done very well? Uh, people are upset with Apple now. I guess there's like a couple songs that people. Yeah, they were, they were setting the standard though for a while. Oh yeah, they're, 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 too. And they would just like yeah. get and Geico would get like indie rock in yeah. their commercials, and and uh, now everyone does. It's like that's you true. Know. Yeah, you. Uh, it's almost almost all commercials are indie rock now. It's yeah. crazy. Cell phones. Well, they're trying yeah. to sound, I think, like an independent film. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, one of the things that people always act like, they hate finding new music, but then they'll love a film that has music. And yeah, oh, the yeah. The same exact music that they would panic about. Yeah, look at Train Spotting. People would, has a great soundtrack. Absolutely. People would never listen to that independent of that film, and then they see it and they have to have that soundtrack. Um, just a couple years ago, a little uh, romantic comedy, that 500 Days of Summer, all the songs yeah. from that entire soundtrack blew up. My buddies released that, what was that movie, Once? That mm-hmm. had a huge. I mean, they, these my friends run that label, and uh, they were like, "Oh, releasing the soundtrack," and then the movie hits and it resonates. And I think that was like a platinum record. And yeah. they were like, "Oh, like this is crazy." And and there are certain movies like that where like um, the fr- Garden State was one that was like right. really huge. I actually think that soundtrack really brought a lot of young young kids into indie rock because there would be bands where like I would go. You know, when that guy was younger, when that came out, I would go to the show. Of, of seeing certain bands and then be like, like, oh, okay, everyone's like my age or older. And then you'd go see them after that movie dropped and it's like 13-year-old kids yeah. making out because the their parents aren't around. Exactly. Right. Yeah. yeah, like Death Cab for Cutie, all these bands are just yeah. massive now. But even Garden State had that thing was, like the, where it was like an ad, like, hey, I want to play you this song by the shins. <laughs> oh, my God. And it's so like, hey, don't push it too far. <laughs> my cousin, you know, too. My, yeah. yeah, my cousin actually said that, like, we were out to dinner when, you know, yeah. and I was already working the label or whatever, <laughs> and she was like, do you know the shins? And I was like, you know, and at that point, you could have said Radiohead. Like, you know, they were right. still, right. they were like such, they still are, when they broke up, I think, but <laughs> we're coming back together, I don't know. Not, yeah. But at the same time, it was like, you know, it's like, that was the genesis for me of like this whole whole like snarky alt culture thing like oh are you familiar with that i mean it's yeah. always been around but it really got like cool in but, the last decade but juno actually made a big thing out of mata hoople yeah. you know, like, yeah. hey are you familiar and he's like yeah i do know this song i go really because it's only one of the biggest songs of all fucking time <laughs> david bowie wrote it and produced it yes stop acting like you're fucking cool for knowing it yeah and then and people are like, Shh, I'm watching this movie. This little girl's pregnant. I go, I can't help it. <laughs> All right, a couple more. I know you got to go, Rob. Um, here's uh, Adam in Jersey. You're on Manifest. Yeah, I'm actually, I uh, went to Rutgers University and live in New Brunswick. And New Brunswick was a really great uh, hotbed for music, like the Bouncing Falls and Gaslight Anthem and Thursday. And I'm wondering what other small towns across the country are like that, where there's just a ton of basement shows and it's a really strong hotbed for music and why is that why why do certain towns just attract that type of uh 
that type of uh, vibe. All right, I'll let uh, Carter, what makes these uh, places, some of the ones that you've already plugged as being in places that bands can level how, how does that work out oh, i think well the basement scene in in new brunswick was an all-ages thing like in the crappy part about new york city is there's no all-ages venues really unless uh -huh. they're live nation i think it has something to do with insurance or whatever but a lot of these scenes develop because they'll throw a show in a basement because a there's no like where i grew up i grew up in connecticut there's no venue like if you wanted to be in a band you couldn't play anywhere unless your parents would drive you you know 40 minutes to you know some other town but there's you know, you can get a cheap show. It's like two bucks or even free. All your friends hang out. It's a, just a thing to do in in the smaller markets. And and I don't. L A actually had a very large underage scene as well. Yeah, actually that's scene. true because they have they, venues out there like Chain Reaction, yeah. which just every show they yeah. have is all ages. It and there's not on, even a bar. It depends on that. And, and if there's a college, it really helps. I like, think Staten Island has always done an all ages. <laughs> Shaolin. Yeah, they've always done the all ages show, and they and there is had, had always been for a while. Uh, a bunch of you know fun bands like having their own scene, not yeah. you know, and maybe because they don't want to all get on a boat, they come over and see the <laughs> yeah, show. A drunk kid on a boat, but and, and do you ever notice like even places like when Seattle got big and Portland that they stay away far enough that they need to entertain themselves? Yeah, you know, which I think is good for an area. There's there's little scenes that develop everywhere. I mean, that's you know he was referencing more punk band. You know, right. Thursday was one of the first. What they what do they call it? Screamo bands. Right. I love right. I love their first records. And that scene again, like the other callers, they, they've all mentioned more punk bands, and that's more of their aesthetic. Whereas I think in a lot of stuff like you know I think you brought like Washed Out, Tori Moi on, on the CD you brought. I think yeah. those bands are all from South Carolina, right? Like we have um, a band yeah. called Hard Mix that we just released, or a guy named Hard Mix we just released for free. Yeah, there's a lot of weird. Do-it-yourself electronic music out of South Carolina right yeah. now, and it's almost and there's not even a huge live scene for it. It's just these people. Uh, there's a few guys down there who just make it on their computers and just so happen to live in the same. Do area. they know each other? I, I mean, they, is they, 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 do, yeah. they do now. Yeah. What's cool about them though, when you have these one guy shows, it, they change. Like, like you, the last track on the CD Rob brought, like Tori Moi, like that dude. Mm -hmm. He originally released this record that was really low-fi, crazy. Um, kind of like down-tempo hip-hop dance. I don't know how to describe it, but his new record with Still Sound on it is like this whole 70s funk throwback, and it sounds perfect. Hey, like, it's hey, amazing. Fez, put on, uh, put on Washed Out just in the background, see if Ron recognizes it. You should uh, know this song, Ron. Do you know that yet? No, I don't know yet. It's from a television show you love. They're using it as the theme music. What show? Now. Portlandia. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. So this guy, he's just one guy who makes this on his computer. And, he, and I, I'm not sure if he does it this way, but a lot of this music is made uh, you know, and recorded onto VCR tape just for the ambience of it. Like, they just like tape hiss. It's like a mm. thing now. It well, definitely sounds like a John Hughes ending. It does, sort right? Of thing, yeah. but that's, that's what I love about that. It's, it's called Chill Wave is the name of that scene. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. And, uh, uh, here's Chris and Phil. You're on Fez. Uh, hey guys, I play in a Philadelphia band uh, called Johnny Action Figure, and uh, Ron, we actually had sat in with you guys a couple years back. Uh, and I feel like nowadays there's so much embrace for these uh, sort of fly-by-night Brooklyn-type acts. I don't mean to be offensive there. Uh, like you guys mentioned, demos are getting airplay before the band even plays a show. And I'm wondering if you guys agree that that sort of music is sort of clouding the market for a band like ours who takes heavy influence from bands like Steely Dan and XTC, artists that, you know, really set the bar for songwriting and arrangement and taking the time to develop a band sound over years and years. So I'm asking if, if you guys think there's still hope for bands like Johnny Action Figure in uh, 
demographic that a station like XNU serves and to stand out amongst bands like Sleigh Bells and other relatively new, sort of minimalistic kind of fashion-type uh, bands where it's sort of even cooler to drop their name than it is to hear the music. Well, and you, I wonder you, what you, you do have a point that you're not going to get played by the same station that has decided to play, you know, Steely Dan and Super Tramp. They're not exactly going to be looking for new music that <laughs> sounds perfect with that. The Donald Fagan new music hour? Yeah, this is the, I don't even think Donald Fagan has heard new music in a long time. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess I, th- this is the age-old question. Is it is it up to um, people to recognize it? Uh, for it, it, whose fault is it? You know what I mean? Is it? Is it? Or, or do you know that you're doing something so awesome that it, yeah. people just aren't getting it? Or is it that what you're doing isn't quite awesome enough for people to get? And granted, there's always going to be trends that you know sometimes trendy bands in any genre will usurp good quality stuff. But eventually, I mean, throughout history, doesn't the cream kind of rise to the top in art and music and film? And I mean, generally, there's not a lot of awesome things out there. Yeah. So you're saying there's not a lot of, of great songs that have ever died on the vine. That there's not some... No, no, no. I, th- I think some have, and, mm-hmm. uh, and particularly long ago, like a lot of the soul stuff from the 40s and 50s, 60s, and never saw the light of day is awesome. But now, you know, with the internet being what it is, and there's satellite radio, there's internet radio, there's, you know, there's so many more ways for that cream to get out there and start rising to the top that I don't know that the, that the distribution is the problem anymore. Yeah, I also think, um, I would say, like, you know, a really great song, like, people are going to hear it if it's that great. And if you keep going, eventually you're going to get heard if you're that great. Yeah, it may take and years, would, but you Yeah, are. I wouldn't yeah. get, like, you know, I, a lot of the stuff that I see that's like, oh, this is flash in the pan, I'm not, like, just personally not into it, just ignore it and move on. I think people get really down on, like, oh, this is the thing that everyone's doing now, so guess what, guys, we're switching our sound, and, you know, you don't even get to play bass anymore, you're now playing key, yeah. uh, keys, and, like, right. if you, tr- I don't, you know, if it, you it think may, what you're doing is great... Yeah, it may just, take 10 years, right? Yeah. I mean, look at Ariel Pink, who's on this list as well. This guy's been making music for, what, 10 years yeah, or more? And, and he's the guy who started what Washed Out and Tori Moi and all those people are doing now. It's That's taken him 10 record. years to get successful or more, and it sounds like Steely Dan. Fez, like... Play, play, uh, play the second one. Play "Can't Hear My Eyes." That's yeah. probably. <laughs> so... <laughs> Listen to this shit this guy's doing. He's been doing this for a long time, and people finally noticed. It was the uh, single year. of the year on Pitchfork, I think. Not this track, but. Yeah. Where's he from? L.A. And we play this, so sounding like Steely Dan is, in my opinion, an asset. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, especially personally, but, you know, just keep doing what you do, and if it's good, it'll eventually get out there. And Well, it was weird. I was thinking about this, Carter. I had uh, Jack Holtzman come in and do an hour, and he's the guy who started Electra, mm-hmm. Electra Records. And I think he had that company that he started in his oh, college yeah. 16, 17 years before oh, he yeah. had the doors. 16, yeah. 17 years. And back then it was cool because, you know... Now, now it's, it's, it was easier back then to... I mean, what year was that, actually? Because he, he came into it before FM radio really yeah. got huge. And then he had a lot of stuff that did really well on FM. I'm not right. totally familiar with the story, but... Yeah, well, then, he started in, like, 1950, and then yeah. 67 was Light okay. My Fire. And so, but like, if you look now, all the big indies, which arguably indie labels like, you know, Matador, XL, there's a whole feature in the New York Times on XL, the guy who runs that, and like uh, Domino, Matador, XL, that's like a better place to be in a lot of respects than 
than being on a major label because they give you artistic freedom. They're into the idea of you being wild and out there and crazy. And those labels that everyone wants to be on, they've been around f- for that long as well. I mean, I think, gosh, the Matador right. Beggars group is like 20 years or something. Yeah. They just released like, And they'll work set. your project until either it's a success or they determine that just can't be a success, not because something else bumps it off. Yeah. So. Uh, I hate you to gotta run, get run. I, I got a bell. Good times. Uh, you got to go. We'll take a break. We'll come back with you, though, Carter. And here's what both of you guys, they've been asking if we can come up with a playlist that we'll put up on Two or Two Friends, all the stuff that yeah, we were yeah, playing yeah. today. Yeah, we'll do that. But it was, thanks for coming in, Rob. Sure, I appreciate my it. And I hope you don't get fired for skipping uh, school. Ah, fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Rob Cross. No, 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 don't talk about Pull this tape. Listen to this bladder. Listen, what's the matter, Steve Bladder? Losing control. Luckily, Steve's in the meeting I'm late for, so you hopefully won't hear that. All right. Talk to you later, pal. All right. uh, Let's go out with something here. Uh, What do you got for us, uh, Carter? Something Uh, we can play. Let's see what else. Oh, man, I like this. The first track on my disc is this band called The Love, Langu- Love Language, who are actually they're playing tonight. It's sold out. I can't, I can't get in. If anyone, can't tickets, get in. if anyone has tickets, <laughs> I will pay top dollar. Uh, no, but they're playing with a band called Telekinesis tonight in Brooklyn, and this record's awesome. It's, uh, it's their second one, and both of them have this awesome wall of sound, Phil Spector thing going on. I think the songwriting is amazing. This dude's voice is unique, and from what I've heard, the live show's insane. So they're on tour all over the country i think so all right let's throw it on
New music is Toro y Moi. The song still sound. New music Thursday on the Ron and Fez show. Carter sitting in with us from DoveCoatRecords.com. Are you laughing at the back cell? No, I just, I just, I'm just worried there's going to be a Smasher Trash segment coming up next. No, no, no Smasher Trash. No Smasher Trash. Hey, did, did you ever hear a Smasher Trash that wasn't just a bunch of people smashing it? No, absolutely. Or trashing not. it, I mean, sorry. Yeah, the well, that's what happens sometimes with the Smasher trash. They would think Smash meant bad, so then we'll go, "Oh, you like it?" And they go, "Wait, no, yeah, shut I'm up. smashing no. it." Yeah, no, that's. I just, I just messed it up. Um, no, anyone who's on the internet is just a uh, negative person <laughs> to begin with. There's not a, a, a big way around it. Yeah, there's no joy or happiness unless they're posting pictures of their cats. Well. This entire thing is coming down piece by piece yeah. by piece. It's slowly. There <laughs> yeah. it goes again. <laughs> you um, you can't put up anything as big as this. And With just, tape. Uh, yeah. Uh, just uh, well, what does that stuff causes? Oh, Velcro. Velcro. I don't even know it was used anymore. <laughs> um, Only but, on children's sneakers. Yeah. In terms of feedback, you started at RonFez.net. Was it ten, eleven years ago? Yeah. That's crazy, yeah. And when it was an actual fan site. Right. Not when people it, were happy and yeah. nice. <laughs> and used to come out to things. They weren't these shut-in types yeah. that you run into now. Yeah. I, it's so, I don't know. That was such a weird, I, you know, I was like 16, you know? Like, I remember the first time I came and met you, you had to, like, sneak me in the building because people I know. Who were 18 couldn't go into, so whatever, because I, I didn't even sign a waiver. Um but yeah, it was weird for a while. It was really cool. People, they were like characters, you know. And they're still, they're still around. They're still fans. Well, that's when people, yeah, they are. But now people who are basically belong to any kind of message board thing or even pal talk, you know, we talked about active people. It's not those. Yeah, they are not the no, active no people. No change. Yeah, nothing. 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 They're probably hating me right now. I hope. Uh, now they're loving you, I'm my, sure. My Twitter's going to explode with they're, hate messages. They're, they're going to be doing nothing but love you. Um, but yeah, that is weird. And the funny thing, too, is like, you know, people always say stop listening or whatever if you hate it so much. It's like one of those things where people, they trash it because they don't want to call up or, or write up and be like, hey, guys, great job. Mm. Like, no one says that. They have to have, like, an issue right. or, or a critique to, you know, feel kind of important. And the thing is, even when they're doing it, they still like you. That's what's weird. It's like, mm -hmm. they're writing hate of, of, like, whatever it is, but they're still listening and loving it. It's still a big part of their life of, like, listening to the shit, like, being a fan. Right. It's so weird. I don't know. I remember, I think I pieced out of the site when uh, that dude was, like, threatening to stalk me and come. There was, like, a guy who was, like, I'm, I know where you live. He found my address and my phone number. And he was oh, like, because he was unhappy with what you did with the because site. Because I like or? deleted a post of his that was the most important shit ever. I don't know. Right. Because his opinion was just that important. Um. Yeah, you can't. Yeah, and then they never do. That's the other yeah. part of it. That's important. Uh, here is Rich from the twenty eighth floor. 
Rich, next time you could just, you know, What's up, Ron? jump in the elevator and come up and ask us. <laughs> Wouldn't that be nice? What's great is Rich has never been here, but he calls us from the 28th floor. <laughs> uh, I've no, I'm waiting for the invite. Mm. No, it's never going to happen. <laughs> you just have to take it upon so yourself. Much. Yeah. Maybe Fez will give me one. How you doing, Fez? Uh, good. I'll see you on the elevator. <laughs> uh, I was curious if there was an impact from video games. I got two boys, and I see them always adding these obscure titles to their playlists, and I find out that they're getting from video games. Oh, yeah. Lots of that. Guitar Hero, like, cha- Guitar Hero got, like, a whole generation of kids into classic rock. Like, I have a cousin, he's like, 10 years old. Like, that's all classic rock needed, was more kids <laughs> yeah, getting into right. it. Fog Hat for 12-year-olds. <laughs> but, um, they, uh, no offense to Fog Hat. None uh, taken. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, but yeah, we've gotten stuff in everything from racing games to sports games. It, it helps. Uh, what we got <laughs> in, uh... It wasn't Grand Theft Auto. It was like a like a Grand Theft Auto thing where they had like those radio stations in the game, whatever. Oh yeah. And lots of kids. This was years ago. This happened, and lots of kids really got into that band. And and uh, yeah, no, it definitely works. It's weird though because of the development time. So like they'll ask for a song, and then like eighteen months later, it finally comes out. And sometimes the bands break up or like you know. Madden is very very big. Yeah, the EA, Madden. EA does a really good job of like curating what music goes in their games. Definitely a lot of like. You know, hip hop, get pumped up, rise mm-hmm. above. Right. You can do this. And of course, uh, I think that's how Pepper eventually got into Andrew WK, wasn't it, Pep? Wasn't that. Uh... Party hard, Ronnie B. <laughs> yeah. Oh, long on this one. Yeah. That guy used to show up to shows with a ghetto blaster and a mic and in his dirty t shirt, white t shirt, white pants, and just flip out on stage. And that's how he got started. Oh. And then they developed a band around him. And, and, uh, Did you ever hear the rumor that he uh, is like multiple people? Yes. He has like doppelgangers? Oh, my God. This uh, My buddy Travis, he literally believes that there's like two people who are Andrew W.K. You can like Google it, I think, and, and find out. I, I've never... There's a whole conspiracy theory. Uh, yeah, oh, great. I had him in here. I did an interview with him one time. And he is like the most positive person. Yeah. And he's really smart, have, too. Yeah, right? he's, he's a pretty brilliant guy. And he's way open to, let's make the most out of everything. Yeah, it's, like the, <laughs> it's like the least rock and roll yeah. attitude you've ever seen in your life. Yeah, and you don't really see ones that are that positive and happy all the time. Usually you see them kind of like lethargic and slow, looking sultry in a bar, trying to get noticed. Um, let's go over here to uh, Chris Sherman and Fez. Chris? Hello? Yeah. Hi, this is Chris. What's up, Chris? Hey, I have a moral conundrum. Um, all right. Oh, no. It's a moral conundrum. Conundrum. Uh, well, I, I work in a, uh, in a warehouse down here in Houston, and I'm, I'm a painter, and uh, I mainly work by myself, but uh, we have a maintenance worker, and uh, he's a really cool guy. He's in his 60s, and... Uh, my manager just told me that he's uh, he's about to die in a couple of weeks from pancreatic cancer, and uh, he's been avoiding me uh, because we're you know we we go buy you know gas for the tractor and stuff, but uh, I feel like he doesn't want to talk about it, and uh, I, I I just feel like I'd like to talk to him about it. I don't know if I should. Uh, Personally, I wouldn't bring know, it up. Keep it just just keep it easy. Yeah. Why should anybody have to talk about that? And most of the well, time, pancreatic cancer comes from warehouse paint. So well, you're you're yeah. next. Well, that's uh, 
that's a that's good advice. I do spray paint, so uh, I guess I had to. Yeah, uh, don't bring it up. though. my wife say, would you fuss? No, no. If he hasn't brought it up, and in fact he's av- he may be avoiding you because he knows you're going to bring it up. Yeah. <laughs> or, or maybe get him a card, like some kind of sorry uh, pancreatic cancer card. I think they have those. I mean, really, would you want to talk about that if you were him? Well, I, 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 he doesn't have he doesn't have anybody else. Uh, he, he's. You know, his sister died a couple months ago. Yeah, I wouldn't want to talk about it with anyone. Life. I just don't. I don't like the idea of someone that doesn't have anybody to talk to. Just. To well, why don't you go fishing off. with him then? If he brings it up, he brings it up. But don't you be the guy who brings it up. Okay, thanks. Right, yeah, you, you could hang with him without yeah. mentioning the words pancreatic cancer. Or I don't one. know if he could. No, he couldn't. <laughs> he had to go around saying it to strangers. <laughs> Actually, a friend of mine beat pancreatic cancer. Really? How? Juice. Just a lot of different juices. Uh, hello, Blowhard. I'm enjoying the show today. Hey, Carter. What up? You know, we've never, I've never met Blowhard. Oh, you lucky bastard. So we've, we've spoken on the phone for hours, and I used to reminisce about Wait, it. hold on. Now, when you were speaking on the phone for hours, Carter, did you get a word in edge- edgewise? I think a couple, maybe a couple. Carter was picking my brain for a term paper about music or something, and he was nice enough when he started Dovecoat to send me product uh, from his How label. How do you remember? I don't even remember that. Because he yeah, has nothing else to do. And some song, God Hates Me or that, something. That is, wow, that, dude, that's like, all those bands are, are long. That like, was the beginning of your label. But it was. Back to the stalker you had. His name was the Mad Producer. Oh, God, let's not get him reinvigorated. And, no, and he promised Ron that he was going to bring in Jack Nicholson if Ron would fire Al Dukes. He started a petition drive to get Al Dukes fired. He threatened Carter, and he kept on telling Ronnie he was good friends with Jack Nicholson. You remember that guy, Ronnie? Um, Back in NEW, he said, no. oh, I'm bringing in Jack Nicholson. He kept on saying it all the time, and, and you were waiting for Jack to walk in, and the uh, guy was a complete lunatic. Yeah, that was, that was not fun. Well, there's always somebody says that they are the cousin of someone. Right. And I hope you don't mind if I swing by with Marty Scorsese. Listen, now I won't mind. Yeah. yeah, we just got a sandwich down the street. I was going to walk <laughs> yeah. up and do a radio interview. <laughs> But, you know, I wanted to ask you guys a question. Do you think that you could ever outgrow rock and roll? Hmm. Well, like, if you're like a 75-year-old guy and you're going to, like, uh, South by Southwest or whatever that thing is that Peppers and uh, Carter's going that to. That thing. It's like 20,000 people. Right, but I mean, if you're like 75 <laughs> That little party over there. Like, doing. I, heard oh. there's, I heard there's a fruit punch bowl. We're all going to have a pop gin fizz. <laughs> You know, I think some people stop feeling comfortable at certain places, but that would be, you know, their because own. Because there's so many other genres of music that you could explore, and like you could have yeah. like a, you know, sort of like a smorgasbord of music where you can listen to some classical and listen to jazz, and you can enjoy new rock. Not Carter, <laughs> I got the internet, so I could go download that stuff. And the one stage legally, I hopefully, do listen, I do listen to the underground garage. And it's perfect for me because they'll go back to 1967 and 77, and then they'll play something new. And I've actually bought songs from iTunes that I've heard on the Underground Garage. So I guess that's my one little place on you Sirius XM. You were able Isle. to discover 96 tears on there. <laughs> hey, don't not question mark in the Mysterians. I love question mark, hate the Mysterians. <laughs> I felt the same way at first. But anyway, Carter, I just wanted to call in and say hi and wish you luck with the label and uh, have a very successful festival. Yes. And, you know, my, I don't know if you still have my address. You probably lost it by now. But if you have any product, you could always uh, <laughs> send it over. <laughs> Well, do you have a record player? 
We do make I vinyl. Have, I have a Victrola, young man. <laughs> this is like 78s. Nah, nah, I still got my uh, auto-reverse cassette player and something called a CD player. I'm still trying to figure it out. All right, uh, buddy, we'll let you go. All right, guys, be well. That's it for us, uh, Carter. You've got to write up a playlist of what we had today. People yeah. have been writing to me, so we'll put that we'll up put on it, two or two friends. Uh, follow us on Twitter, Dovco Records, okay. and uh, on Facebook, too. We give out tons of stuff on Facebook. Oh, nice. Our party is uh, next Thursday in Austin, Texas at Emo's Annex. We have a killer lineup. It's all on our website and our Twitter, our Facebook mostly. And there's free whiskey, free Hudson whiskey, free food. X is going to be the best day of your life. Free whiskey, I'm there, baby. Oh, I'm going to hook you up so huge down there. Hex, you better show up to stuff. <laughs> Seriously. I'm going to show up to fucking everything. I don't know, but a lot of times you have a tendency to get drunk in the morning and not go out. Oh, no, I'll be leaving. I'll stumble around that Austin sun. Yeah, well, it's all free booze all day, like everywhere, so I think he'll be okay wherever he goes. <laughs> don't worry. All right, that is it for us, Carter. Great seeing you again, oh, buddy. Oh, man. I hope I can see you guys sooner than the next uh, You're always welcome. Years. The door is always open. And uh, that's it for us. And that's the end of my show. Donk. Things like that drive me out of my mind. I watched it for a little while. I love to watch things on TV. Satellite of love Satellite of love Satellite of love